0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Spark IBC hosts the Osmosis Grants Program, Cosmonaut Bootcamp. Let's take a listen.
1: Hey, hey everyone, just to jump in. uh, I'm Derek, I'm from Reverie and was requested to to come to this space. I unfortunately couldn't make it last night, but heard the recording and, and listened to a lot of the what people had to say and, and also spoke to a few of you, so I think this is the opportunity to to for for us to share a bit more and, and for frankly for for you guys, I think to get direct answers on on a lot of the questions you have. so um, I, would, I would yeah, I don't think we need a specific format or anything. I, I would just say happy to 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 answer any specific questions or, or thoughts that people have. I I'm sure there was a lot from yesterday that people have. So
2: I just wanted to say, thank you. Thank you, Derek, for
3: taking the time yeah. to, uh, to be here. So thank you.
4: And, well, not just that for listening to the space yesterday, retroactively, like that, that's awesome. We appreciate that. Um, that was very much a spur of the moment sort of heated thing. Um, but nonetheless, like that, that's awesome. You took the time to do that. Um, hey, Rama. the reason I actually added you as co-host just now is, Twitter's really bugging out. I cannot accept Robo up onto stage, so I'm hoping you can as a co-host. <laughs>
5: uh, Mr. Magobo? Indeed, yes. Uh let me have a look. Maybe he's got us on the block list. Uh, I can't add him either, either.
4: Robo, try <laughs> just leaving the space. Yeah. Elon will fix it one day.
6: I, I actually requested to speak uh, accidentally, so I... <laughs> I um, Oh, my (laughs) Just here to listen today.
4: Cool. Well, again, I I would really encourage like everybody who is a passionate user of Osmosis to chime in, Um, whether you guys are in support of Reverie's work or just have questions or maybe opposed to it. I think the like healthiest thing will be to just talk through everything. Um, And. You know, I'm thrilled we can get so many people in here um, and that, you know, I was able to sort of rile people up with the discussion, but it shouldn't be the same couple people speaking for the community in every one of these spaces, Varma, myself, CryptoTank, um, Shroot, a little less so. That's why I'm really glad you're chiming in on this one, but still to an extent. Um, so we do a lot of speaking and, and spaces and such. And so while that's awesome, um, it's almost a little hypocritical to say like we we speak for the whole community. So if you really have any additional questions, push back your own viewpoint. You want to just get in uh, anything like that. You're more than encouraged. Uh, yeah. Are- yeah. Super helpful.
1: And I think just yeah, kind of an opening statement of sorts. Like, I yeah, my general sense after listening to the to the space yesterday is that I think there are some some valid questions and concerns. And those are the ones that any community should be asking. And and we have, I think we've done a pretty good job of of talking about some of them, but can definitely offer more clarity on the proposal, on the ask, on what we use the money for on on past grants. So i happy to dig into more of that. But yeah, I think, again, just frankly, like, I think a lot of people looked at the proposal Pretty like recently, they saw it went live, looked at the sticker tag of 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 the ask size, and were just like, Who are these guys? They must have bad intentions, and that's just yeah, really not the case, like if I'm in your shoes i I would probably have a similar reaction um to be honest i would I would assume the worst I think being skeptical is generally a good thing, but yeah, not gonna lie, it was.
3: Derek, Derek, could Fruity you do us a favor? Uh, yeah. Could you yeah. do the whole uh, space a favor? Could you start off with kind of explaining and giving us a history or kind of like a recap of who you guys are so that we can start from there?
4: Yeah, and maybe also your role within Reverie. Um, and then Larry, feel free to do the same afterwards. Sure. Happy to,
1: to give some context. So Reverie is a governance and DAO focused service work. We work with different companies and DAOs on a variety of things. Um, grants is one of the things we we, we have focused on historically. Um, we've been involved in numerous protocol grant, grants programs in the past, uh, starting with Compound back in early 2021. Uh did that for about, I want to say, eight months. Learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, iterated. Now we work on DYDX. We work on osmosis. There's a few other protocols that, that we're not doing grants for. Um, but altogether, Osmosis is the protocol we spend the most time on. And we've been working on grants for about since April. Since, since, yeah, we started working and, and brainstorming on the idea in late 2021. And took a few months of planning and, and design for it to launch. And then it finally went live and, and began accepting applications in April. And that was for an initial six-month term. and. Yeah, that six months term ended in mid-October. And we spent the past month and a half basically putting together this new proposal, asking community for feedback through through a few different iterations. And yeah, obviously I think, yeah, again, going back to my earlier comment, I think people have a lot of questions, happy to to, to dig into any of that, but that's a bit about the the, the general history. Um other, other other relevant stuff reverie is now five people we have all of most of them on this call today so you'll probably be hearing from 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 a lot of them
7: maybe hi, can jump in real quick guys and hi I'm, I'm larry i'm derek's co-founder of reverie just just to give you guys some like background on, on reverie like what we did before reverie um and and really nice to like kind of hear your voices because prior to this i feel like i've only seen the the Twitter comments and the forum comments, so so nice to to put us down to it. Um, but you know, prior to every like, Derek and I were friends from basically twenty seventeen, um, and we I was at um, Digital Currency Group, leading venture investments there. Derek was at Blockchain Capital, and we co invested in a lot of stuff between twenty seventeen and and twenty twenty one, and and became really close friends and. Sometime around um, late 2020 and probably early 2021, we we just got really excited about DAOs. Like we were doing the venture stuff, and you know, it was we were, we were good at it. Um, we were investing in a lot of really awesome companies, but we thought it'd be really cool to to get super hands on with very few projects at any one time. And we got really excited about DAOs in particular because to us at the time, and we sort of still feel this way, it was just kind of cool to like have a um, you know a digitally digital native internet native organization that like anyone from the world can can kind of participate. And I hear some people are like from other countries here or in the US. So you know stuff like that is really cool to us. And so we wanted to start Reverie just to like get our hands dirty with DAOs. Just like get super into the weeds, into the trenches and just figure out how they work, like how the legal stuff works, how the operating cadence works, how the go-to-market works and that was kind of the, the inspiration behind Reverie is just to get hands-on and work with really few projects in a really close way. And we thought about how do we, how do we assemble a team that is best equipped to do that? Because as I mentioned, Derek and I, we were, we were former VCs. And prior to that, I was in consulting and we wanted to put together a team that, that can really add a lot of value. And so the Reverie team is, is five people now. We've got like all sorts of really cool experience, like Carl from our team. He was an early employee at, at Genesis Trading, for example, and, you know, before they blew up, I will, I'll add, um, you know, uh, Miles, who's also on this call, he was at Fidelity's uh, blockchain incubator for many years. And even Federico, who, you know, just graduated NYU in early 2022, he's, he's one of, like, the leading Cosmos and Osmosis experts. And so he tried really hard to put together a team that that really gets DAOs and, and is kind of DAO native. And I hate that term, but that's how we think about it. So that's a little bit of ba- background on, on Reverie and how we how we put the team together.
8: Hi everyone, um, I'm Adriana. Um, I'm a founder of Calpatech, um, a Genesis validator for Cosmos Hub, and also a Genesis validator for Osmosis. Um, and I joined this call to um, get a better understanding of uh, the team. Um, that is handling the Osmosis grants for us to be able to make a decision over our vote as a validator. Now, having both Derek and Larry here, maybe it will help to clear up some uh, questions that we also have as a validator, um, because we have a responsibility towards the community to make sure that the funds that we are using for the community pool are being used in the best way possible and are being given to um, teams, respectable teams, that are able to deliver. And um, to that point, um, I would like to maybe Derek or Larry um, answer some of the questions that uh, we found in, um, in some public discussions um, over a particular uh, grant um, uh, which was the uh, Symphonia grant where the Symphonia team has raised some concerns over their uh, funding process and we we'll have been following those uh, discussions back and forth uh, with the tweets and also in the public channels um, regarding that um, and um, yeah we have we have some questions that we would like to to address as well and uh, maybe they'll be able to help with that.
1: Hi Adriana, really nice to meet you and 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 appreciate the, the context. Uh, happy to chat a little bit about grant but um, yeah, happy to also answer any broader questions you might have. Like, again, obviously, Symphonia had that really long tweet storm yesterday, alleging a, a, a bunch of things like misuse of the of the funds, like poor follow through from projects, just general bad experience. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, like yeah. So I'm very um, sorry to hear that. We hate we. Yeah.
8: Mm-hmm. So um, here is what we would like to get clarifications on, and maybe you or um, Larry are able to um, to uh, to answer those. Um, um, as you mentioned in um, um, in your intro, both uh, both you and Larry is that you have a team of five people with high expertise in uh, in the funding uh, domain, as well as expect experts in um, uh, areas which relate to. The development um, uh, um, um, uh, environment. Um, we have seen some uh, some comments from uh, uh, from the Symphonia team saying that um, even though they have, for example, the first question was even though they have sent you uh, a very extensive report uh, which compiles all the information regarding to um, uh, for the grant. Um, Um, They have received a lot of uh, questions back and forth from your team, um, which um, uh, from their understanding shows that uh, your team doesn't have the uh, experience that is needed in order to be able to evaluate the project. Um, Questions like the project being open source and um, things which are like very easy to um, identify and uh, doesn't need a lot of like development experience to be able to um, um, understand if a project I, that is I, being submitted is open source or not.
1: Just to jump, yeah, sorry. Like I think the most helpful way for the audience to have an opinion on this specifically is for the Symphonia team to release their application. We we won't do that unless it's, unless they're okay with it but yeah like yeah like i I, we can go back and forth with symphonia with with whoever has concerns about this specifically but like i think that really is the the easiest way to to, and and most efficient way to go about it is to let people develop their own opinion
9: yeah i think before we get before we get into the weeds with that i think what would be great for everyone on this call to hear uh, whether they're a project that has applied or Um, if they're a community member or if they're a validator what what is the if you could go over to us uh, with the time frames like what is the end-to-end process of submitting a proposal to being funded I think if we have kind of that outline uh, then we could probably you know spawn some questions uh, from that I think that would probably be a great start for everyone here and what people's the, dif- the roles between Reverie and I know that there's like, I guess there's a committee of seven people. So I would like to kind of know like, besides end to end, what's the interaction between the five people that work at Reverie and the seven, I guess, um, you know, committee members, like how how do they interact and what, is, what does that look like? I think that'd be super helpful.
8: Yeah, And, and before we go there, um, we just want to say that we're just using this as an example because that was a public interaction between the teams. Um, but the, um, underneath, um, um, uh, layer of, um, of this particular, for example, first question was that, um, with a five team, um, um, that, um, reverie currently has, um, are the team, uh, members, uh, sufficiently, uh, acquainted to, um, the products, uh, and, uh, do they have the necessary experience to be able to evaluate projects? because um, the questions which we saw were, were, were addressed to the uh, teams uh, applying for funding shows that um, there might not be that experience that we need uh, from, um, uh, from a team who is in charge of uh, approving uh, development funds. That is the underlying um, uh, sure. question uh, that is built on, uh, let's say, a, a public case.
4: Yeah, if I could jump in here actually, I think let's let's try and keep things so we're not going too much all over the place. I think Shroot had some awesome questions. Um, but just before we get and, and I know I know Shrew, you brought those up to help frame the symphonia thing. Um, but I I do want Larry and Derek and the others up here to know like uh this is definitely an open discussion and so if you guys would like, maybe it would be helpful to just describe from your perspective from start to finish with as much detail as you'd like to include what your guys' experience was with the S- Symphonia application from your perspective.
1: Seth, do you want yeah, to sure. give an overview yeah. of just, maybe not Symphonia specifically, just like, yeah, end-to-end what yeah. it looks like,
10: yeah. Hey, okay, yeah sure. also, hey, can, can I jump in for a second where, I want to say, forward. push back a bit on um, the frame on Symphonia, like, can we can be talked about for sure, but it's just, it is kind of odd, because it is like a, uh, it so Symphony in particular is like uh, the product of like bitsong song, where uh, this is the thing they're the, the main thing they're doing. This is like versus like grants that need uh, for projects already started with
11: like funding versus a thing that needs to get kickstarted from the ground up. Yep, that's fair. That that was, that's fair to mention for sure. Um,
8: okay. To this point, I understood that Symphonia works uh, as a product built on two chains, right? They are, uh, this is being built on Bissong, but it uses the osmosis decks, so therefore, it becomes an application that is util- utilizing the osmosis decks. So, maybe and this uh, is like important to, to reference I here.
11: Guess, a, <coughs> all, I'll
4: also clarify for, for you, Dev. I don't think the, I think part of the um complaint from their side was uh, the low amount of funding, which I think could absolutely play into your point and might even be totally justified. Another aspect of their uh, concerns revolved around the response they got from the OGP reverie team that made it seem like they didn't take the time to even just read the first couple paragraphs of their paper. And what I'm getting from you, Derek, is that they may. I'll, I'll let you speak. I
12: see you've unmuted. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm okay. I'm happy yeah. to clarify what happened with Symphonia. Yeah. Um. So Symfonia applied to the OGP, um, requesting five hundred thousand Osmo, grant for their UI, which had already been shipped. Actually, so everything was live, and yeah, there was a sixteen-page doc in their application, and we did review it in depth, and basically determined that it wasn't enough to justify a 500k Osmo grant, as most of the stuff in there wasn't actually relevant to Osmosis. So they tried to justify their request when I met with them. Um, That, as you guys said, their front end uses the Osmosis text in the background and that it would significantly contribute to volume on osmosis, so it would benefit the protocol. But when we looked at Symphonia, because the app was already live, we saw that the levels of liquidity and volume on that were actually lower than their requested grant. Um, so we we felt it was appropriate to push back on their request. But, you know, we still thought their UI was awesome, like, it's really sleek and stuff. So we tried to find a meeting point that would make sense for us to work together. Um, So we decided that, you know, if we were to give them a grant, we wanted to make sure that the front end was open source, that it would be easily forkable for other projects so that other teams could repurpose it for their own projects and for, you know, their own different use cases and still use the, Osmosis Dex in the background through that UI. Um, And although it wasn't originally in the scope of their grant request, they also mentioned they were building a mobile app for Symfonia, which we thought that that could also be used and repurposed by other projects. So that essentially resulted in our grant request, which was 10K retro grant for what they had built so far which was already live and a 30K um, follow-on grant for the mobile app and some updates to their UI, which would have included open sourcing it. Um, And then it's, yeah, something worth mentioning is that when projects apply for retro grants, we try to limit the retro funding component um, and give most of the grant like tied most of it to completion of new features. And this is to make sure that grantees are incentivized to keep developing their projects. Um, So yeah, after a meeting with the team, we decided that the mobile app would be a great follow-up feature to add as part of the grant. Um, I'm really sorry if our offer upset the team, that was definitely not our intention. Um, So they came back to us quite angry and upset and decided to decline our grant offer um but yeah that's that's a bit of the backstory and yeah when okay teams come with like huge grant requests like that it kind of raises some questions about
4: yeah so i want to jump in
12: real quick just
4: because i think no need for you to kind of go on on this point i actually agree with Pretty much everything you've said i like i like the idea even of uh for retroactive grants putting the majority of it towards you know future development um i honestly probably agree 500,000 osmo is not uh probably fair so like in that regard um i i would say like a thank you from the osmo community that's that's what you guys are here to do and that sounds awesome um And I I also, Rama, I saw you unmute your mic and Adriana, I know this is your point. So I want to let you guys hop in here before they even respond. But I just quickly want to like kind of reiterate. I'm not sure if that's the part I'm uh, questioning, not even upset about, but concerned about. The amount of funding and their potential hurt feelings, that's sort of on them. I think it is more so they had two glaring points last night. Huge apologies. I'm forgetting one of them, but uh, the other was like, you guys got back to them and asked a couple questions, one of which was, are you guys open source or something to that effect? Whereas they claimed in their proposal, one of the first things they linked to or talked about was their GitHub and how they're open source. And it would have taken a few minutes to go check their GitHub and just verify this. Um, I'd, I'd love, I guess real quick, maybe before Rama or Adriana jump in, just like on that point, um, what's your guys' perspective on that?
10: can i I get my perspective on this is like working in uh, a lot of the stuff where a lot of people say things are open source in crypto and actually isn't so it's like not like verifying the details of is everything open source is actually a time complex operation despite like statements in the sense that uh you you, like you can't know was the entire database thing open source in cosmos for instance most front ends uh like depend on closed source indexers the only thing that's public is the uh is the one from uh uh, four bowls uh from big dipper
11: like and this is the thing it's like just hard to know uh like i actually don't
4: know if most people like most people here are aware of this okay that that's a fantastic point that's exactly why i'm I'm glad you came up on stage tonight i think that's beautiful insight to have that i only have like about 10 minutes unfortunately so if okay. you can use me as well as I'm here. Um, maybe Adriana, you could jump in here because I know this was your specifically your question. What what were some of the other specific things that Symphonia called out that seemed to just reflect um, not a misalignment of value and like speaking to how much the, the grant should be worth, but just the capacity to evaluate the proposal?
8: Yeah, exactly. So um, to my point earlier, um, um, discussing the uh, the proposal that uh, the team has, uh, has submitted. Um, there was also um, a discussion uh, that I believe um, um, uh, Derek here brought up, which says, uh, no, sorry, Federico, which said that um, uh, the team will rather focus on um, 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 uh, supporting uh, teams that are in early stages of development than supporting teams which have completed uh, their application. Uh, Which personally, uh, seeing what's happening from a developer's perspective um, with um, some of the grants, uh, not only on Osmosis, but also on Cosmos Hub, because we have a long history of um, uh, different teams in Cosmos Hub funding different initiatives, and some of them are successful and some of them are not. Um, And I believe this is not a fair assessment and is not a fair Um, 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 let's say, evaluation or assessment over who should get the grant. Uh, Personally, uh, as a validator and as a community member, uh, I would prefer we pay people after they have finalized the work and show living proof of their application being live and working uh, than pay people uh, at the beginning of them developing or, or when they only have an idea. Because... Um, why not build um, uh, a community that awards people for their contribution um, while um, while in this case, it's just disincentivize people to start building and to start contributing until they have the money. And we have seen how this goes, right? Um, we have seen people coming in, getting a lot uh, of funds uh, just on paper for some ideas, uh, running away with the money, not delivering. Um, and in the end, uh, the community suffers. So, I would like us to think this process um, more thoroughly and um, maybe consider that it is in a community's best interest to fund retroactive work uh, from teams that have delivered and have a life implementation of the product and um, incentivize them to keep contributing and keep developing, because, okay, uh, I'm getting this as an example, but in this symphonia case, um I heard I? Uh, yeah, sorry, one second sorry. I have one one uh one last point and uh, I'll give the floor to you. Um I've heard the space um uh, last night with um, with them and um I've seen that um uh them not being supported over this uh, this effort um would lead to slower developments and slower uh implementations moving forward for this application. So in a way um our system that we have created, um, this incentivizes people to keep contributing. Right. And
10: can, can, can I insist, we let Derek comment? I feel like this has gone very far with like miscontext that can be added.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so we do do retro grants, but we focus the majority of our time and efforts on people that are are, are haven't built a thing yet because they have to be incentivized to to drop other stuff and focus on a new grant so I don't think it's like retro or like funding retro versus not funding retro like we do both but we think it's higher impact and there's frankly just more stuff if um yeah if we focus on on people that are like in progress of what they're building I I know Rama had a bunch of questions I think from from his tweets I, I think from the space yesterday Karma, as, as and know you're raising your hand, maybe you
4: want to jump in with questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, Wait, just, super quick too. I just want to say on format tonight, like I appreciate everyone raising their hands. I think for now we're all adults. So, so like feel free to jump in when it feels fitting. I'll, I always have the power of the mute everything button if it's needed, but um, yeah. And then feel free to use the hands just to kind of signify I'm next, but also feel free to jump in when it seems right.
12: Yeah, so ju- just to add on to Derek's point, Um, And to answer Adriana's question, like we do give a lot of retro grants out, for example, like Apollo Dow, they were the first project to get their Cosmosm contracts approved on osmosis. The project was already live. We just gave them a 50k retro grant and nothing else just to reward them for their work and deciding to build on osmosis. Um, In the case of Symphonia, particularly, we did not feel like it was relevant enough to osmosis. Like, sure, it did use osmosis in the background, but we didn't feel like the music app was relevant enough or it was generating enough volume or liquidity and stuff like that on osmosis. So we still offered them a retrogram, but we thought, like, their 500k osmo request was a bit like too much honestly
8: i'm sorry federico but the retro grant was the ten thousand k that your team has offered
5: correct just yep. very quickly i see sunny's got a request uh the floor is currently full
4: so if you're robo, planning on robo accidentally teams. requested earlier so i just i just knocked okay. you down robo Fair but team. feel free I'll to request down. if you do
3: Come on. i'll step down guys go ahead feel free
5: Uh, Cool. Thank you. I'll I'll take the opportunity while Sonny's jumping in. Uh, I just wanted to firstly say thank you for jumping in and and speaking with the community at at the request. I think uh, spaces like this are severely undervalued. Uh, I would much rather have these discussions prior to proposals arriving on chain. Uh, I think we all do a terrible job for the most part at uh, getting to Commonwealth and uh, other forums to discuss proposals prior to arriving on chain, and we seem to get into this situation far too often, where it arrives on chain and and then a lot of people aren't happy with it. So, uh, my goals going forward is if I see something I don't necessarily agree with, uh, try to get as many people on these types of spaces uh, and you know have Spark or, or you know Cosmos spaces or anyone host them uh, and discuss them prior to arriving on chain, so then we can try to uh, avoid these kind of awkward situations. Um, But yes, thank you for for coming to speak to us. Um, I just have a couple of questions regarding Reverie. Uh, You mentioned DYDX and Osmosis as the two uh, kind of protocols or chains that you're currently working on. Is there any others or just those two currently?
1: There are two others, which, yeah, I, I can't talk about them on this forum, but there's two others. Okay, thank you. Just just good to understand from a a workload perspective,
5: right? Um, Understanding that osmosis is your primary uh, focus, but
11: there are uh, other chains that uh, fund reverie in addition to osmosis to support your business. Excellent, I'll take silence as a yes. Um, uh,
5: In terms of uh, some of the questions that I have, uh, I'm not overly concerned around the kind of Symfona one. I think that's an example of uh, what can happen when people aren't overly happy with a response they get. Uh, I think that's a small part of the overall picture that I'd like to understand. Um, The major part that I have is uh, the value that Osmosis stakers or investors get for the Osmosis Grants Program. Uh, I can see that there is a, a lot of effort that the team spends Uh, Across reviewing grants, um, uh, interacting with those teams, uh, and then seeing those through to delivery. Uh, But what I'm really focused on is the outcomes of those grants and what tangible things Osmosis users can get and touch. Um, From what I can see, we've got a few on ramps, which is nice. Um, Some validation tooling, which is always good to improve infrastructure, Uh, node services, and some dashboards and reports as what's in the proposal as the the delivered to to date and scope Um, and then protocols that are still building that will airdrop to osmosis that we don't have yet. And I think to your point, uh, uh, that may not necessarily look like a lot of work, but I'm sure it is. Uh, What I'm expecting is from a grants program is tangible things that osmosis users can grab and touch and use uh, like, new protocols. And we may be in a situation currently where, unfortunately for Reverie, we're in that middle ground where if this happened another three or five months from now, we could be having a
11: very different conversation because there's another five protocols using, uh, on osmosis. Is that a accurate assessment? Uh, yeah, it's miles here. I can, I can jump
6: in. I think that's, I think that's pretty accurate. I think a lot of these grants take time to have tangible impact while others are being used today by many osmosis users and infrastructure providers um as we've tried to detail in in some of our threads and and in the updated proposal um you know in terms of near to midterm i think tangible impact and again you know we provide a lot of detail on this in the proposal but i think the skip uh, engagement has been is a great example um, where we heard about skip after they won a um hackathon a Terra hackathon uh we reached out to them we uh you know got them to submit a proposal to osmosis the initial proposal uh was more or less the product that they had built for uh terra and you know there's a couple things that didn't quite align to osmosis values or the way that you know the osmosis team and community wanted to. you know, saw their roadmap as it relates to MEV. Um, so we've worked with them, you know, we spent a, a large amount of time working with them and the Osmosis team to come to a solution, which is really a, a custom-built solution, you know, tailored for Osmosis. That um, will allow the protocol to capture the revenue itself and will allow the community to distribute that revenue as it sees fit. Um, we also, you know, beyond what was actually approved in the proto rev. Uh, module proposal. We scoped out versions two and three with them, which would be able to handle you know what this solution would look like post threshold encryption and post you know the implementation of Mars and Margin and Zodiac and all these other great applications that are launching. So there's a lot more work to be done there, um, and I think the context that we've you know built will really help us moving forward. Um, the other piece I would say in terms of- Could I just true. jump in just very
5: quickly, Miles, yeah, just sure. on Skip? Go sorry go sorry to interrupt. Um, this is maybe more of a broad question uh, for you know, maybe uh, Sonny or someone of the likes could jump into. Uh, my, my question is about Skip. They raised a pretty substantial amount of private investment funds. Why is OGP funding them to develop when they have their own private
6: funding? Yeah, I think that that's a very fair question and something that we took into consideration um, very seriously throughout the negotiations. Um, I don't, you know, if you compare the grant that Skip was given on uh, from other ecosystems, it's many times larger than what we were able to negotiate. Um, And instead, we wanted to create really a win-win situation where majority of funding for them was based off of how much Osmosis was able to capture in its value. So. As you'll see, you know, and I think Barry had a great response to this in the forum. You know, the a, a large part of that negotiation was also creating really what was approved by the community um, through the revenue share. Uh, so I think, you know, that, and that that's, private solution, right? The, the custom solution for osmosis yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, their main what they raised money to do was build something more like a flashbots, but like you know, what we we had asked them was like divert their resources from like building their primary product that they were working on into building
11: this like custom thing for osmosis and that was where like why, why the grant what made came in Yep,
6: yeah. and and maybe just to highlight one more um since that you know, skip's been talked about a lot you know i think coming into this program uh one thing that i was really focused on was the amount of uh spend on incentives uh that osmosis you know pays every single day um and making you know sure that osmosis is not paying overpaying for liquidity in some places and and underpaying for liquidity in other places that would cause you know slippage to traders um and so we had worked with hather for a long time um you know in it throughout his first grant and it became clear that there's you know few people in the community that that understand the nuances and are as deep in the weeds with Osmosis Grant uh, data as as Heather, um, and we also you know had, we're aware of or we aware of Chaos Labs, which is you know one of the best providers of this sort of um, tooling for for other DeFi protocols in the space, such as Ave, um, and we thought that you know we could bring the two teams together um, to create. But really, a, a new model for incentives, uh, which we think, you know, as part of if the grant is successful, this is something that we think could save tens to thousands of dollars a day for Osmosis. You know, this is a grant that will pay itself back within a matter of weeks if it's successful. So, you know, I think those are two where we're if we're just talking about pure ROI, those will, you know, um, I think you'll be able to see the impact of those very soon applications will begin to launch and that will bring even more tvl and volume to to osmosis these things do take time though and from the perspective of you know the someone who is helping run the grants program they take a lot of context to really uh, on on the protocol itself to really know where to focus your time focus your efforts um to do things that will actually move the needle and so i think that's part of you know the value we bring and how long we've been focused on osmosis Um, as well as building a network throughout the rest of the ecosystem.
11: Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I just, and please feel free to say, hey, we're not willing to you know,
5: disclose or divulge information. I'm, I'm not going to ask specifics on kind of salaries. Uh, I just wanted to get an understanding of uh, a general percentage of the team's effort that gets focused towards osmosis. Uh, my goal here is to understand reveries value for money to osmosis uh, not to dive into personal salaries and i understand private business you are here to make money uh, just want to make sure that the proposals that put forward the values that are put forward we're, we're getting our fair share of the effort is all
8: and to your point uh, Rarma, uh i will also want to uh, quickly go back to something which was said before um uh, which relates to the scope of the funding um, um one of the team mentioned that um uh, they did fund a lot of uh, of projects but um the in this case uh, applications which don't um uh, are not in a specific area of of a scope um uh, are harder to um uh, to be to be funded um so um my question would be are we only looking to, to fund DeFi applications from the um, uh, community pool or um, are we willing to explore um, other solutions uh, and uh, other implementations outside this immediate scope of, of DeFi? Um, because I believe one of the points which was mentioned before uh, regarding the uh, formal application and in, in, in discussion was that uh, the scope of the application per se being, uh, in this case, uh, music, uh, was not... Um, um, not aligned, but like um, not of interest um, uh, to the Cosmos uh, or, uh, in this case, uh, Osmosis community. Um, and I want to, I want to learn from from a community investment perspective. Um, are we only looking to to, to fund the applications, or um, are we open to enlarge the scope and permit other applications uh, which are using the um, uh, Osmosis DEX? Uh, to uh, To have their fair shot in um, uh, providing uh, value use for, uh, for the Osmosis decks.
1: Yeah, happy to just answer the, the first one that, uh, that Varma asked about focus. So Reverie is five people. We have four projects that we're currently working on. Osmosis is honestly far and away the, the one we spend the most time on. Out of the five people, on Reverie, three of, for three of us, like we spend a, we each spend the majority of our time on Osmosis. So I'll, I'll let Fed go into a bit more detail about um, focus areas other than uh, in terms of DeFi apps or other stuff.
12: Yeah, sure. So I don't think the program is only focused on DeFi apps. Like we fund a bunch of things from infrastructure validator tooling all this kind of stuff. And like, I, I think you were referring to the Symphonia grant again. Um, like, I think that plays a role in how we size our grants and, you know, like how much it con- could contribute to volume and benefit users on osmosis. Um, in that case, we were more than happy to fund them for what they built, but we just thought their request was not worth it for us to fund um basically that amount of money based on like what they have built yeah
6: and just to uh, jump in in terms of you know maybe non-core uh, as it relates to you know defy uh projects that we fund we just put out an rfp that i think is relevant here um you know we were looking to we we're looking to fund um someone to develop basically fee abstraction for, for other chains. So this is a way for, you know, the way the osmosis users have the ability to pay gas fees and whatever token they want. Um, and all the swapping is done in the back end using the osmosis AMM. This would be, you know, it would basically extend that capability to other chains. Um, so you could, you know, if you didn't have stars and you wanted to buy a bad kid, you could use whatever token you had. Uh, any any sort of IBC enabled token. So, you know, these are these are the things where we think with one initiative we can uh, push significant volume to Osmosis. Uh, even though you know it's not a specific um, Osmosis or DeFi application launching on Osmosis.
8: And I have one more question, and then I'll I'll lead the floor to others because I'm sure um, other people uh, people would like to speak as well. Um, there was also concern regarding a self funding. For um, the um, static website of the uh, OGP, um, uh, which, according to um, uh, to these discussions, um, is uh, was somewhere around the uh, a level of uh, seventy thousand uh, dollars for for the website. And my question would be, um, was that um, a biased decision? that was made by uh, the by the uh, um, uh, the grants team uh, to be able to allocate uh, this huge amount uh, for the development of uh, of the website and uh, if so um and if they acknowledge that how this should be um, um corrected let's say because um while i understand uh, federico and um, um, the, the team members here are raising their points over um an application being um, um i don't know uh, in, in their opinion asking for um, let's say um, um, too high of a grant um this doesn't reconcile for example with uh, this particular example which so shows that they are um, um, they were able to to approve a way larger grant um, for just a static website in um, comparison to for example um, um, um. any other request or of, of a grant or an application.
4: I, I want to jump in here real quick before you guys, because this is um, actually one of my main points as well that I just really want some like clarity on um, just to build off that. I think one of my major concerns is we also gave you guys, we as community community pool funds, $100,000 as an initial setup fee outside of the like salary type payment. And I I think any rational person, anyone I've talked to, feels like the exact type of thing that fee should be used on is like setting up a website, um, among other things. So I think maybe wrapped together as an answer or, or taken in parts, whatever you guys think makes more sense. Um, what was that initial fee used for? And then- And, and just very quiet, sorry. Go ahead, Timmy, me finish. And then why was $70,000 justified on top of it for a website? Go ahead, Roma.
5: Yeah, sorry. Just very quickly, I just wanted to uh, reinforce the message that I don't think the funding request from Reverie should be seen as a salary type funding. Reverie is a business and it should be seen as a operational cost for running OGP in which the business pays salaries from. So very, very different messaging here. Uh, and I just want to make sure that that's a clear message that they're not asking for salary. They're asking for operational costs to run their business, to run OGP, and they fund salaries internally, privately from that.
4: Yes. That is a whole other um, point of discussion. I think we should touch on tonight. Thank you for correcting me on that.
9: Yeah. And, and, Let's to, take piggyback on the, and to piggyback on the uh, website thing, what is your relationship with Vector VectorDAO? I think that's important for the community to be aware if you have any members that are a part of it or, um, owners or, or what, what your, uh, you know, total relationship is with, with that, uh, DAO. Happy to, I uh, can, I'll, I can... I'll answer
1: the setup one first. So you get a quick clarification on setup costs for context as part of the first proposal to launch the OGP back in April, we asked for an $100,000 setup cost. And the reason we asked for this is because prior to the proposal. We had spent, I want to say roughly five months uh, researching, planning, and and discussing the best way to set this up. Sonny can confirm this since he's here, but we first began speaking with the team about this in late 2021. Um, We spent uh, this time, went into researching the different offshore legal structures. We talked to, like, yeah, I want to say close to 10 different law firms. Um, we spent a lot of time talking to people in the ecosystem about best practices and it's something that, yeah, honestly, we, we sunk months to, to, to get started. So from that perspective, yeah, that's, that's why we felt justified in, in asking for a setup fee. I understand. Yeah. Again, from without that context, without like knowing any of those details, it's kind of like, what the hell is, is this random like additional cost? Um, but. Again, Sonny, feel free to to, to confirm or or deny what I said, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's this, I don't know, creating legal entities around that represent DAOs is like a complicated process. And so it took some legal setup costs to do. You know, we don't want, we don't want like these funds going through the foundation because that like defeats the whole point of legal separation between the foundation and uh, the community pool. So we had to like,
4: I have a very dumb question Uh, for both uh, Shrut. I I know you want to jump in, but for Derek and Sonny, I have a very dumb question. I'm recognizing my ignorance in this sort of realm. Why do you want a legal entity for something like this? Aren't we sort of in web three? This could have been done by a DAO. Like it's not investing, right? It's grants. Um, We're we're doing the DAO model now. I know that that's harder in some ways, but like uh, could, Genuine question as someone who's ignorant. Could we get some clarity on that? There's
1: two clear answers. One is legal liability. The other is tax liability. On the legal liability side, I think a lot of us saw the Wuki DAO case. Dow governance participants were, I don't remember the specific details, but I believe it was the CFTC, um, but they basically went after Dow governance participants for like commenting in forums and proposing proposals. So yeah, I, I think having legal entities is not, it doesn't like necessarily protect you in, in these cases, but it, 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 helps, it, it helps to have some separation for everyone involved in the DAO. And for the OJP specifically, yeah, it's, it, it helps us, Reverie, as, as the one recommending grants. It helps the multi-six signers, the ones that are holding millions of dollars. And it also helps the grantees themselves. Um, we KYC them. We recognize they're real people. And yeah, like it, it's just seen as, as it can be seen as legitimate income. Um, and, and, and not having a legal entity, again, you risk the IRS coming back in, in, in three years or five years and being like, okay, there's this, undom- there's this no legal entity around this like $5 million multi-sig. Let's see who controls the multi-sig. We'll ask them to personally pay ta- U.S. taxes. So that's something that is, is a very, very real concern. And without an offshore entity of some kind, yeah, increases the risk exponentially. Um, every DAO participant has run into these challenges. I know the OSL has spent a ton of time trying to solve this, the OMM, likewise. And yeah, we spent likewise a lot of time and we, we currently set up, we set up and operate two different offshore entities, again, to minimize taxes and to protect legal liability for, 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 for really everyone involved. Including the Dallas. Also, self. there
3: are sometimes but... like contracts that need to be signed. Like, for example, uh, you know, with Transac, they needed some counterparty to sign a legal contract with. And so, you know, the reveries Entity was able to like step in there. Or like oftentimes like some of these projects that are like going to do future airdrops to uh like Osmo holders. Like they, we wanted to get like some sort of legal contract in writing that when they do launch the token, it will, they will do that airdrop. So we we needed like a counter, a legal
13: counterparty to take the other side of that contract basically.
11: And, you know, that's I, that's fair. I'd,
13: I'd like to add one thing about, you know, working for DAOs and as someone that does
11: it a lot, um. And I'll, I'll introduce myself here in a minute after uh, I know she's been dying to ask a question. Um,
13: Dow's transfer liability, they don't eliminate it. So as a worker, you need to have that company in place and, uh, you know, to, to limit your personal liability. So that, that's all I'm going to say right now. And I'm, I'm going to come back for some questions later if you guys will uh, allow it.
11: Just, just very quickly, I see. Um, I think it's.
5: Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not going to attempt to butcher it. I'm going to say it's mage validation. You're taking <laughs>
4: the words out of my mouth.
5: <laughs> yeah, Louis. <laughs> Lu- Lu- you've, Lu- been, you've
1: been very, maybe? very patient. Jump up.
2: Yeah. Good night, everyone. Hi.
1: Before that, could I yeah. just address the vector DAO stuff because I don't want to. I want to address True. that. Yeah, of course.
4: Yeah, Louis. Hopefully, that, okay. Cool. Yep.
1: Yeah, so I'll let Larry chime in with his thoughts. But yeah, Vector Dow, no one in Reverie is part of VectorDAO. We have no affiliation with them whatsoever. I know I personally like know two of the of the people in Vector Dow. I have seen some of their work previously. They've done really good work on Nouns. Nouns has paid Vector Dow hundreds of thousands of dollars to to build a a really nice front end it's called Noun Akora it's a delegation platform um, it's honestly one of the best designed DAOs I think in all of crypto and yeah we wanted to build a really awesome website and we went to Vector DAO it's there's really no conspiracy I understand it
4: it looks bad like yeah it's like seven well, thousand dollars is a lot just, uh... of money. But Here's just a straight question. Do you think the website in its current form is a seventy thousand dollar product?
1: I think it I think when you look at the website, I think you I think when you look at the logo, the fact that the logo's been used in Osmo front end, like the actual app, I think yeah, you you, you could make an argument that it has. Maybe, do I do I, maybe, do I feel good? Do I think the fa- do I think do I feel proud? Like, oh we paid seventy thousand for the website? Like does that sound good? Of course not. But like again. You feel free to ask the Osmosis team. Ask Josh. Like, he's used these logos. People, community members have used these logos. It's not just a
4: website. It's a, 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 a bit more. Oh, wait, that. That I'm, I'm confused, confused how that. I'm confused how logos are playing into this. Yeah. So I just wanted to
5: jump on on, on that point. I, I work uh, to an extent within a, a consulting firm uh, and have worked previously for large enterprises who went through marketing and rebranding. Uh, it's not a cheap exercise. It is stupidly ridiculous to do things like branding and logos, unfortunately. So uh, I'm not uh, advocating that. I think we got $70,000 worth of value for what's being presented. Just saying that I could see where that cost could come from for development of that type of material. I agree. Uh,
11: actually, in yeah. some ways,
7: just to just to uh, add on to what Derek said, guys, like, we we thought a lot about this. Like when, when the when the original so actually to take a step back, we, we worked with um two design agencies in the past for some of the other stuff we've done. And they're both really good. One is, as Derek mentioned, Vector Down, the other one is, is paperclip labs and both of these agencies, they're they're really kick-ass. Like like just look at their portfolio. It's really awesome stuff. And what we thought about is, okay, like we we think it's really, really important that when people first see that website, the grants website, that it really resonates with people. Because grantees, you know, they, can, they can go to any grants program, right? If you're a developer in this space, you see a bunch of these websites. And we wanted this one to be really beautiful and really differentiated because we thought that it would make people feel like Osmosis is the place for them. And you know, we, we as a result, basically thought about it and said, okay, maybe it's worth paying a premium for a website. And I know $70,000 is a lot of money for a website. It, it's kind of bonkers, right? Um, but that's the intuition, which we use to, to justify them. And I'll add one more thing. Um, You know, the original ask actually for the, for the website was actually much higher. We sort of had to negotiate down and this was like, you know, the bull market was still a thing. And so I think a lot of people were like, come on, just pay it sort of thing. And I think everyone at Reverie can, can, you know, attest to this. We're, we're pretty frugal company and, and we take this stuff so seriously. And we actually had to negotiate the the vector down guys down several times to to get to that seventy k number it may, may have been seventy or sixty five k I don't remember now but that that was the intuition it's we wanted it to be differentiated and we wanted it to be really good and we think it's it it, it did get to that point um, but I do agree seventy thousand bucks is a lot of money for a website
4: well okay wait I I want to hop in here because I think I actually partly want to uh, defend you guys but also just get a little more clarity on something so. For, for anyone who's like new to all this, um, who doesn't have a lot of the backstory, it is that cost is all encompassing for both designing a website and building it, which are two very different things, which can each be each be costly. Um, so in that way, like I, I want to give that as credit, obviously. Um, I, I just wanna go back a second to like you were talking about logos. Like, did we also pay them for the current Osmosis logo or something, or am I just misunderstanding?
3: No, so so the context there was uh that uh the the logo for the Osmosis grants program that was also designed by Vector Dow, uh our design team has been like, I don't know, kind of as a joke and but I'm unclear whether they they just really liked the logo, and so like in all of our mockups of when we're doing designs for the for like the website for the Osmosis main site, we've been like replacing it with this uh, with the OGP logo just because we really liked how it looked. And um, you know, obviously, any sort of rebrand of like the Osmosis logo would have to go, what should come through like on chain governance. But th- that was just like saying that, that was just I think the point was there that like I don't know if there's a pretend, there's a there's a possibility that like the o, what's currently the OGP logo might just turn into the osmosis logo itself if okay. that is something the community wants. and if that's the case, you know that like if it's that valuable of a design work and you know I think that is there's quite a bit of value in that alone, right?
4: Yeah, so I, I actually I personally work in marketing, so I actually do not uh, at all undervalue. You know, appearance and things like first impressions, um, especially for something that is gaining as much traction as Osmosis. So I can appreciate like you know the extra cost there. uh, Totally. I, not being a developer, there was just some discussion last night around like, oh, this this sort of looks like a template site though, and that this could be outside of design costs, you know, spun up and developed for like a fraction of that cost. I. Do not know the validity to that. Not a developer, and so I just want to give you guys a, a chance to like touch on that because I know that was kind of a big thing that some people might be wondering about.
5: Just, just very quickly, I, I, I do apologize. You've been very, very patient. I, I think we're going to get off this particular topic, so I just want to make sure we, we wrap it, uh, nip it in the bud. Yeah. Um. There was a there was a comment there around knowing the Vector DAO people personally. I just want to make sure that. You're not friends with them in real life. You've worked with them professionally under
1: Reverie previously. I have never worked with them in a personal or professional capacity. I have met them once for coffee.
5: No, no, so I'm not saying like worked under Vector, but you, you know, as Reverie, maybe you've worked with them through DYDX as an example, we, we or have you've them. seen we, work we, through we, DY. Okay, you've we, seen we, work, we, and you said hey, these guys do good
1: work. Let's go and work with them because they do good work. I saw, I saw nouns. paid pay them for some really good work. Reached out to them, met them in real life, liked their work and asked that they come work on the ogp okay, I've never cool. worked Thank with you. them on other projects or per- personally, professionally for other protocols. There's nothing there.
9: Awesome. So I, I so I have a question that that kind of branches from that before we do Louisa, I'm so fucking sorry. Um what what causes if someone comes to you And you think something can be done because you said there's an RFP out, right? Like, so what would prompt Reverie to if someone comes to you with a grant and you say, like, wow, this seems really high, but it seems like a really valuable thing. What would prompt Reverie to post an RFP and say, hey, everyone, come design our website, put in a bid for it and show us your work versus, you know, we're anointing you. You are the one. Uh, I guess that's a question. I, I, and, and this doesn't apply to just the website. This applies to anything. Like if someone comes to you and says like, hey, uh, we want to build this cool thing. And you're like, dude, like this is just way too much money. What would prompt you to be like, hey, this is a great idea, but we should RFP this and send this out. And we could probably bid this for a better price than, um, than what, you're, what you're asking. For instance, this website I think is a great idea. I'll also bring this around to the fact that, you know, there is a competing proposal for to administer the grants for, um, you know, the Osmosis Grants Program. So I, I'm kind of, you know, leading leading the question down that path. So I, I guess I would just be curious what. So the question is, what prompts Reverie to say this is a great idea, but we should RFP this because we think we can get it cheaper versus we crown you the you know, recipient of this grant?
11: I think it's a really good question.
7: And it's frankly something we think about a lot. And if I had to, if I had to answer it um, quickly, I, I would say, you know, with RFPs, they take a while, right? You gotta put it up. You gotta wait for people to apply. You have to review it. There's a whole process. And so there's really a trade-off between efficiency um, and sometimes quality, right? Because the RFPs will solicit more bids at times. And when we're trying to move quickly, right? When we want to have something done that's quick, um, that's um, that's probably not the highest impact thing in the world. We won't run through an RFP process. And when we have time on our hands, and when the thing that we're trying to buy or provide a grant to is really important, so important that it applies to the whole community. I think an RFP is probably more suitable there. And so it's not a hard and fast rule. Like we're pretty flexible with that sort of stuff, but that's kind of the mental model is if we need to move quickly, the RFP just won't work. And if we do RFPs for everything, it really would just come up a bunch of time for for pretty much everything. So I'm not sure if that directly answers your question, but that's kind of how we think about it.
9: No, that's definitely a solid answer. And and I would agree with that. My only caveat, you know, was something. Obviously, hindsight, twenty twenty. Like, I, my initial thought when I saw that, along with the startup cost, my, was, wow, I could have went out to Fiverr and like solicited someone to do this for like ten thousand dollars, and it would have been, you know, potentially the equivalents if I, you know, found the right profile and the right person. So I, I, I appreciate the answer. I, I agree that you know there are some things that, you know, timeliness is valued more than you know, the the process, so I, 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 I respect I think, the, the thought process. I,
4: I think I kind of want to wrap up this point and definitely give um, Luis or Luisca um, a chance to jump in here, but I think the one note I'll add is I think this is an example of I think both things can be true at the same time um, in this world. You absolutely could find someone for cheaper um, that could do an equivalent job, but There's there's also the argument that there's no absolutely no malicious intent or malpractice or like poor judgment in paying someone that, you know, can do it because it is an important thing, that branding and stability and stuff. Um, Happy to circle back on this later if people have more points, especially people who haven't come back up on stage. That's what this is for. Um, But unless anyone up here has an immediate urgent thing on this point, I'm, I'm definitely happy to move on. Yeah, I'm. I'm good to move
5: on. Just some uh, spaces, admin. We do have a gentleman from Alpha uh, ready to jump up onto the floor. So if you're not planning to ask any questions or speak, uh, perhaps you could step down. Uh, and on myself personally, I have a work meeting in fifteen minutes. So maybe I'm that person, and I'm happy to jump back in after.
4: Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay, Luisa, take it away. And uh, actually, wait before you do that, Adriana, are you? Good, you think on this as far as stepping down, so we could let someone from AlphaWorks come up, or
8: yeah, for sure, I can do that. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for um answering the the questions that um that we had, and uh looking forward for um, yeah, um, um the results of um, of this conversation because we clearly have identified some um, uh, issues that would need a careful uh evaluation moving forward in terms of brands and um, also more like more transparency and more accountability towards uh, the entire granting system.
4: Yeah, L- let me thank you as well, actually. Both um, Kapla and or Kelpa, sorry, I always Kalpa t- Kelpa and Blockscape um, will probably be getting some of my delegations in future. Like this is what I love to see from validators. I think agreeing and disagreeing is one thing, but just participating in the convo is what's super important. So thank you for coming up.
8: For sure, thank you so much for having me. Awesome.
4: Okay, Rama, if you want to let the, the person from Alpha know that they're good to pop up, and then Luisca, the floor is yours for as long as you would like, and please, how, how do I pronounce your name? Is that
2: right? Luisca is fine,
4: actually. Okay, cool. Take it away. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your patience.
2: No worries, man. Uh, just a quick introduction. I'm Luisca from MassMage Validation. We we run some validator nodes on osmosis and Atmos, Bitsum. So... I've been one of the, the since the start, I, I kind of raised questions about Reverie. And to be honest, along the way, after speaking with validators, grantees, uh, I actually think that Reverie is worth it, you know, and in the, the amount that was requested in the first, uh, in the creation of the OGP. Uh, I actually think it was worth it. Uh, every grantee I talked to that got a grant uh, talked positively about their interactions with Reverie, how they they got a a lot of support, guidance. Uh, but the question I raised since the start has been uh, communication with the community and transparency, right? And I think, and I hope, that you're seeing the the result of that lack of communication in the in what's happening right now, the the pushback the, it's because the value that River is providing is not clear. Uh, when they just see the price tag and they think, as I did, it, it's unjustifiable, right? And I think that's uh, part of the if you want to get. Uh, a second proposal and want that proposal to pass, it has to be modified to reflect that in a better way that this proposal doesn't. And also to consider that as we are in a bear market, asking for an increase in funding rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And I think that's part of the pushback that you're seeing right now is an increase in funding and personally I, I didn't like that you remove the the besting of Osmo. I think a uh, grants program should be significantly uh, committed to the growth of the of the token and vesting helps with that. I understand there's costs uh but I don't think an argument that we will need to sell the Osmo for X, Y, Z. It justifies that you remove the best thing. So those are my main points. I think you you seriously need to consider a change of, of working with the community so that the communication is fluid and everything everyone's clear on what value you're bringing to the protocol. And that's mainly it. We are posted at uh, the beginning. I was actually thinking of voting yes on the me and the team um, voting yes on the on this revised proposal. But as I said, as I mentioned, I, there are still a couple of things that that can be improved a lot. Again, I think you're doing a great job. I just think there are some issues that need to be fixed before this can go on chain again.
1: Louis, QA. Thanks for all of that. Super helpful. I, th- I think, yeah, you bring up a lot of really good points. Um, I think we have we definitely have room to improve on the communication and transparency side. Um, the reality of building again building a subdao is you're not just doing the thing. You have to actually build that function, and then there's public company type communication expectations and Again, based on your comment, based on the feedback, it's clear that we've fallen short of that. So I think, yeah, we've shared in the proposal on Commonwealth a few things we'll be doing differently. We'll have more frequent reporting in terms of monthly updates on operational stuff, on grantee updates. We'll be hosting more regular AMAs, both with ourselves, as well as grantees that are in progress, as as well as completed, so they can showcase what they're working on and i think yeah we'll just generally be more present um again to be honest it it's not malicious it's not bad intention we frankly just prefer to to focus on doing the work itself um and communicating publicly to 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 tens of thousands doesn't come as natural Um, it's not my background it's we don't have a, a comms background and I think it's definitely a, a, an area that we can improve on. So really appreciate the, the candid feedback. Um, on the cost side, so initially we kicked things off with $70,000 a month to launch the, 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 the most basic form of the OGP. Over the past two months, we've started be becoming a bit more hands-on with a few initiatives that we think can, can, can really become independent things of their own, whether they're formally on-chain or not. This includes stuff like the incentives working group and the overall amount of just time and energy we're we're dedicating to osmosis has, has increased. So again, tried to communicate that in the proposal. I, I think clearly we didn't do a good enough job. So, so that's on us, but yeah, I think just making that evidently clear for, for, for everyone listening in terms of the vesting. So this is something again, we get paid fifty-five thousand USDC a month and twenty-five thousand Osmo. That payment comes every month. This is the same structure that other sub DAOs in Osmosis, such as the OSL uses, the OMM uses it as well when when they when they had it. Um, yeah, and, and the only reason we have that is again just to ensure we can sur- literally survive in a bear market. If things go to shit, if if other things bad things happen for whatever reason, we lose X, Y, Z money. Like we still have something that we can pay the bills with. We have no plans of immediately like dumping all our Osmo. It, it wouldn't make sense to ask for Osmo and then just dump it. Like we would just ask for stable coins. Um, but again, th- yeah, the reality is that we need, we, we do have operating costs and, and the more liquid assets we have, the, the, the lower risk we take on our just survival in any market condition. I think you might have had another question or two in there, but I forget. so just very quickly no, I, um, I, briefly uh, if
5: if I can, just very briefly on operating costs um and this is a question from the community, uh, which I think wraps into reverie as an entity um mainly around the the legal expenses as part of operating costs uh, that's been itemized out separately as an expense to the OGp um, they're separate line
11: items so any legal fees yeah. for grants uh, comes out of the OGP funds,
7: not reverie. Is that correct? I, I can try getting this one, but feel free to jump in, Derek. Um, I, I think that's generally right. So if the legal expense is um, OGP related, then it would come out of the OGP, but there's a bunch of legal things that we reverie need to pay for. So we get counsel to give us an opinion on what is right for reverie. And of course, all of that stuff we pay for out of pocket. And so a lot of the fees, they bake in that legal cost um, into our monthly fee. So hopefully that, that provides the itemization that you're looking for. And, and just, I guess, like one other thing, guys, is I, I think about this a lot. It's like, you know, everyone here probably has a job and like reports to one boss or two bosses or maybe even three. Right. And, and, and in Dowland, land, it's, it's kind of difficult. Right. Like we're sort of reporting to like hundreds, if not thousands of bosses. And everyone's always asking for different things. And sometimes, you know, the things are really legit and we try to do them. And sometimes it's like, oh, my God, like, I'm not sure you understand what we're doing here. And and that's like, that's something we are struggling with. And I think any service provider who works with DAOs is struggling with is how do we do really good work and really focus on productivity while also doing the reporting and like letting everyone know what we're up to. And we're still figuring this out. And I think that's like definitely a growing pain that. That we're we're focusing on over the coming months. So you know it's not easy. We don't have all the answers, but we're here to listen and hopefully do the right thing.
11: Okay. Uh, actually, sure. Go ahead. I see your hand. Yeah, go for it.
9: Yeah. So kind of kind of touching on that. So you you you've done this with several other um, you know chains before, and and I I guess one of my arguments is like where are the economies of scale that Osmosis is benefiting from your um, your relationships with these other organizations, like shouldn't that ultimately lower some of these costs that you're talking about, like a startup fee and understanding what the legal ramifications are and, and things like that as far as like, you know, knowing who to go to to get a website done effectively or knowing how to set up the infrastructure to have an RFP come in and like what the process is as far as you know end to end inception of of administering a grant so when when we're when someone like osmosis is paying what i would argue is a large premium on the market for administering a grants which you know by estimations you know around 25 to 30% of the grants that we're administering i would i would expect there to be a level of infrastructure already in place that has you know been tried and tested um that we're benefiting from as you know economies of scale and and I don't know that I'm necessarily seeing that based on the you know the amount of money that's being requested versus the amount of money that's been distributed so I I guess my my question is is like where where is that coming from because one of my major arguments would be that a lot of the the grants that have been administered um while I think they are valuable and I'm not discounting the work that's been done to provide the grant, um, I would argue that these people that have received grants uh, were already within the Cosmos ecosystem. So uh, part two of my question would be, what is Reverie doing to leverage uh, their contacts in these other realms to bring outside money, developers, funding, Uh, I don't know, name it soup to nuts to the Cosmos ecosystem that merits the amount of money that is being requested. Because the way I look at it, the proposal is if I was in my, um, you know, end of year review with my employer and I did a okay job, I would not be able to ask for a raise. And essentially, I feel like with this proposal, Reverie is asking for a raise and And I think the elephant in the room that everyone wants to know is why is Reverie worth more money than they were the last six months, and what should we expect moving forward? And as a subtext to that, why would we not tie Reverie's performance to something more attributed to what the value they bring? My my biggest my my tweet that you've probably seen is the perceived value for the community needs to be greater than the cost that the community is paying Reverie. So how can we, how can we kind of bring that to fruition?
11: Got it. Uh, yeah, really, again, really
1: great question. I think there, there's a few things to touch on in there. Maybe I'll start with, yeah, I definitely, I think we definitely agree that you should not vote for this proposal unless you believe that we, we will deliver much more than than we're asking for in terms of tangible value, um, in terms of I guess so. So I guess I'd start with that. In terms of economies of scale and and learnings from other protocols, I think we've definitely have some, and we have applied some of them to 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 Osmosis. Um, but I would emphasize, like Osmosis, like DeFi is like roughly has like two two and a half years of like real traction.
11: Um, Osmosis is about a year and a half old. The concept
1: of like a DeFi funding arm is maybe a year old. We did one of the first ones with Compound, and yeah, honestly, made a lot of mistakes. Um, we we funded some good people. We fe- we again happy to, to go into more detail. Some some great contributors that that are around today, but yeah, we just it was, it was, yeah, but like we didn't really have a, a robust legal setup. Um, we, we didn't have. A bunch of other people involved to to help review, and and we didn't. And there's a lot of things that I think we we have applied, um, and, and are and are more robust. I think in terms of, so so I, I think that's one thing on the legal. Just to to show an example of economies of scale, I, I think there's certainly others um,
11: we've learned along the way, and in terms of like us bringing
1: in specific people or, or grantees, I think if you actually look at the, the 50 or so grants that, that have been funded, I would say, yeah, like that is fair. The majority of grants are people that have already been in the Cosmos ecosystem in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few major ones that have, have been interested in, and, and we helped accelerate them or, or, or really loop them in. I think Chaos Labs is a really prominent example of that. They are a, a risk vendor. Aave Governance pays them I believe it's around five hundred. It might be seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, to to do risk management on 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 a few borrow and lend uh, platforms that they have, and yeah, they. Osmosis is the first Cosmos protocol that they're working on. And we've probably spent at this point, probably like twenty calls scoping out like what kind of work they could do for Osmosis. And helping, sunny has been on a few of them, Dave's been on a few of them. Like, these are real companies that are very legit and, 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 and used by other major protocols. And, and, and we've, having seen that and, and developed relationships with them, we, we're helping bring these guys into the fold. And, and I bring them up because I think, again, the work they're doing on incentives is, is, is critical. I think they're very qualified. They're a team of Israeli. Ex-Israeli military cybersecurity people, um, and yeah, I, I think that's one. And yeah, so I, I believe there might have been a few other questions
7: in there, but um, maybe maybe my, just to yeah. uh, double down on what you said, Derek. Like, and and the economies of scale point. Like, probably the biggest. Um, I don't know if it's the perfect term, but like the best economy of scale that I think we have as a team is. Is our experience. Like we've been in crypto, Derek and I, and some of the other folks in the team for a long time. Um, You know, we venture invested, we were operators. And so when we see companies and teams and just individuals applying for grants, we are able to tell who's legit and who's not much more quickly than, you know, someone who just joined the crypto space a year ago. And, you know, that diversity of experience is super helpful to us. And that is kind of like, I think, our, our biggest. Um, you know, magic sauces it's you know, our years of experience help us see who's legit or not and who can actually deliver. I don't,
4: but but I don't love that. I want to jump in. Yeah, I I don't love that line of argument in general because you know, that's what everyone at Three Arrows Capital and all these other hedge funds said, and it's just it's hard in this space. Plenty of us here have been in the space for a long time and have a pretty decent radar. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't want to get that point too much airtime. I
9: yeah. Can I can, can I challenge that? Like right now, like ahead. obviously everyone in this room probably knows about Luna, right? Like there is a development fund that took the excess funds from Luna and is literally working pro bono to um, dish out funds on the new Luna chain uh, to, to 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 do a similar thing. You know, propose grants to developers that were working on Luna to you know uh you know deliver value to the new chain to bring to attract you know new users and new revenue into the chain so i i i, I challenge you on that because you know there are, there there's obviously the luna chain that's doing that and there's a there's a fund with you know very reputable prominent people doing this thing as well as um you know the the juno uh the juno chain has a similar thing where you know members of the community are, have volunteered based on their experience and, and et cetera, and, and are, are being paid a significantly, uh, a, a discount to their time to, to do a similar action. So I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not value in, in the services that you're providing. I guess I'm just questioning the, the amount that, that is being requested for what has been provided and what, what would we expect with this new proposal that would uh, that would make the community the community's perceived value of what they're getting uh, outweigh the cost that that is being requested? And I and, and I understand that there are underlying assets as far as like infrastructure things that need to be funded that we don't get to see, and that's fine, and that, and that's great that that's being taken care of however people people want to see tangible benefit from what is being uh you know delivered and and i think that's that's the that's the key takeaway and and you know i won't i won't harp on the symphonias of the world or the void protocols of the world because i coming from this kind of space i understand that uh, and 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 if, for those of you that have listened to the space like it's like baseball right as long as you as long as you bat 300 or meaning you hit you hit 3 balls from a pitcher out of 10 you're considered a hall of famer so i'm i'm never going to rag any vc firm for making you know a bad call here or there that's that's definitely not what i'm harping on i'm harping on the fact that the amount of money being requested for the amount of money that's being dished out or delivered just doesn't doesn't compute for me and I, and i think Again, elephant in the room for probably most of the people in the space want to ask the question, like how do we justify that amount? Because that essentially True. is. Can, a, is can a, you is call a out the numbers?
4: It. Can you call out the numbers for everyone just listening who isn't as in the know as us? I know.
9: Yeah, like I think the- I think the the total proposal amount is somewhere in the realm of one point one million dollars is going to Reverie over over twelve months, and based and, on and it's managing month, how much money. Yeah, and then based on the previous. Um, Six months of grant submissions and deliveries uh, would be about, uh, you know, I think it was uh, 1.8 million. So that equivalents to like, you know, 3.6 million over 12 months. Uh, Obviously, that's, you know, a projection, um, just doubling it, very rudimentary. Uh, So, how can we justify paying, you know, essentially a 30% tax on the amount of money that's being? distributed via Osmosis Grants program.
4: Yeah. And, very, very and so good question. Real quickly before anyone replies I just want to say so we've already gone for like an hour 40 here and there's actually quite a few people who want to like say things. So as much as possible try and keep answers super brief. If they're important just touch on the critical bits and they'll get more discussion if they are that important, but I think there's a ton of different points that want to be touched on and people that want to speak. So let's try and keep it, you know, going as much as we can. Um, but yeah, I want to let you guys respond to that. So Derek, go ahead. Lots of, again, lots of, lots
1: of, lots of questions. I'll try and tackle as many yeah. as again. In terms of value, okay, we're asking for, it's about a million dollars at current Osmo prices. If we're, it, our current plan for the next year is anywhere between 2.5 million conservatively and 5 million uh, in, in a more aggressive scenario. Again, our belief is that that those funds if allocated well and if those grantees deliver, can directly deliver tens of millions of dollars of of value to Osmosis token holders. Again, the incentives one is one example. Skip is is another one. Those are probably the two most obvious and and near-term ones. I don't, I understand the, again, the visceral, it's like, oh, wow, it's 33% of the, the funds that they plan to, that they might allocate conservatively but that's not the, that's not the right metric. Like it, under that logic, we would be incentivized to issue larger and larger grants simply to justify the the, the, the importance and, and, and increase the ask. So that's specifically not what we've done. Um, I think the much more important metric is,
9: is value created um, and do you yeah. have a number based on do you have a number based on the six months that you have been in uh working with osmosis? Do you have a number then that you I, value I, six months is
4: not a large amount of time for this sort of thing I, and or in a deep bear market I,
1: I also I don't mean, think it's honestly fair or even possible to boil a, 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 a like I look at grants as basically a, a foundation it's long term. I don't know well well that and I don't think it's useful or or even directly measurable in a lot of cases, like the direct monetary ROI. Like we could look at a lot of things. I agree.
9: So why so why is is compensation not somewhat ROI based then? I guess would be my Mm -hmm. my ultimate point.
1: Well compensation is ROI based in the sense that if we don't deliver what we say we will. The community can choose not to renew they can choose to cancel or pause the program at any time so so that's but 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 that's that's a false
9: equivalency because we know how difficult it is to get to go through the motions of getting an on-chain proposal and 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 revoking an access so essentially you know if we're signing on for Twelve months. We're signing on for twelve months. No one's going to cancel it midway through. Like that's that's not real. Like I I, as- I, I think that's I, I don't
1: think that's actually true. I think I think as shown. So here, I think a lot of people are paying very close attention and will hold us directly accountable if we're not yeah. doing it. Like I yeah like I okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, and just I'll I'll uh, there, there's a few other questions that are in there, so I just want to touch on them while we still can. Um, quite- you guys t- you guys brought up Tara. Which is is really good, so we spent a lot of time looking into the Terra projects. Again, Sunny can can attest to this. Like, we honestly didn't end up funding like many of them, and we spent a lot of time digging in. And there's a lot of potentially talented people. The only notable project, I, I, again, Fed, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Skip is the most notable one. They won the Terra
3: Well, I, I
9: think I believe Void was a Terra protocol until it wasn't. Um, I mean, yeah. There was Void. Voided there was well. Apollo.
3: Yeah. There was there's there a few projects that came from the, Terra. The, there's a fund. few,
1: but in aggregate, the original plan was to fund a much larger amount, and we, frankly, weren't impressed by a lot of the the, the applications, that, and we chose not to fund them. And again, not to speak about other programs, like I I don't want to to, to mention any specifically, but yeah. So I I think that's the case where our experience, our economies of scale. Or whatever you want to call that, like I think it, it, it did help. And again, Sony kind of test this. We've we had a lot of back and forth on, on some of these grants and ones that we never funded. And again, we sunk a ton of time into it. And yeah. Um, okay.
2: And, yeah. So, and, and, and
1: there's a few other questions that I wanted. Like one last thing. Sorry. Um, yeah. Just also want to highlight the treasury diversification that we did. So it was done at about a dollar thirty cents to diversify. The Treasury, a portion of the Treasury into stable coins, roughly three million. Without that, it's actually difficult to impossible to even pay US grantees that are companies and and need legal contracts. Um, again, this is based off of advice from a lawyer, but paying Osmo to 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 US-based people just generally isn't prudent. So, again, that's something that we did behind the scenes. We talked to about 10 different venture funds, ultimately sold Osmo to about I think I believe it was four of them at a premium to spot. And they're some of the biggest, most valuable funds in the space. Again, Sunny can has has worked closely with some of them and can speak to their their the competency and the process that we ran. And we released a short blog post just about that. But and, and, and again this is where maybe it's on us we can do a better job of communicating it. But that probably took like 30 calls or so with with, with these funds and, and negotiating on price and going back and forth with lawyers. So again, that's the kind of stuff that it, it, it's just not, I understand why okay. it's like, okay, you guys provide no, no value and, and don't do anything, but
4: it, yeah, it's like we can- No, I think, I think we understand it. a lot of that. I, I want to keep yeah. it moving. I think that that is all totally fair and, and, and heard. Um, to, to kind of keep us rolling here though and respect everyone's time, I guess I just kind of want to like quickly like let you guys know where I'm at. And as always, a shout out to the audience. Please don't let this influence how you're feeling. Always you know, take all this in yourself. I do not think um, you guys are in any way uh, malicious or have poor intentions or don't want to do Osmo well, uh, but I do think that either you guys have an inefficient use of... Uh, funds for your operating costs or have an inflated sense about how much your work is worth that's just where i'm at right now and to kind of build on that point we have someone from a competing uh offer for a grants program here we have brian who's been waiting so patiently up here from alpha Works, who has asked for altogether a significantly smaller sum than you guys so i want to just give him the floor in general because he's been so patient uh we'll definitely circle back to reverie guys to. "Quote unquote, defend yourselves." I don't want it to feel like that, but we do want to give you a chance to respond. Um, but I want Brian take it away. I'm curious.
14: Thank you, um, Brian from Alpha Growth. By the way, uh, thanks you for inviting me. I was not expecting to be here, but this is this is awesome. All right, um, I am not going to go over the other proposal, but what I will say is that there's a fundamental difference in kind of what we were providing or what we were looking about from a holistic manner, right? So if you look at the Cosmos ecosystem as it is today, it it is a little bit self-inclusive, right? So a lot of the projects are already Cosmos aware and therefore their osmosis are rare. One of the things that we looked at in as a competing proposal or potentially an additive type of proposal is to fundamentally look at the entire ecosystem of blockchain devs that are coming into play. A um, bunch of key points here: economies of scale. We are already helping out four other chains, and through our funnel and through our marketing efforts, currently there's 263 projects that have signed up on Alpha Growth that are looking for a grant to be reviewed by Osmosis. Now we can work with Reverie. We can work together with you know the foundation. We can work as a, a as a separate uh, proposal to go through these appliquees applicants. applicants. And to see what the, the alignment is. Um, I think that's kind of one thing. And then another fundamental key difference is the outbound nature of our services. Our services are not, hey, we're going to wait for inbound. We're not going to lev- let proximity bias dictate like w- the future of, of an ecosystem that we work with. We work with an ecosystem to figure out the strategy, the thesis, how many dApps and which dApps they want over the next six to 12 months. And then we go and get them. Either builders that are spinning out doing new projects or and when there's an RFP, RFP is great, but you have to be grants aware and RFP aware. So it's the difference between, you know, putting a job posting up on a job board or hiring a recruiter to go after and get the right resource for your company. And I think that's what the fundamental difference is.
4: Okay, that's... That's fantastic because I think you perfectly set up the the last sort of major point I wanted to make from my perspective which this uh for all this which is like it incredibly naive. I know I couldn't actually do it. But one of my problems when I kind of looked at all this is I I looked at what you guys were doing and I thought minus the legal stuff, I could do this like as as an individual. Um I saw a bunch of projects I was already familiar with a bunch of projects that look like they just sent you guys an application. Whereas you would think for the price tag, you are doing some of this outreach and connecting and like pulling, uh, of other just from entirely other ecosystems, not Terra, Right. But just across, uh, all of web three. Um, and maybe you are in the background and so I'm, I'm obviously you guys will touch on that, but that's part of what I think we thought was lacking. It looks like, you just sort of managing people apply and you give some level of oversight whereas i think what some people were hoping for with this sort of price tag is something more like brian described where like you're actively going out there and sort of recruiting for osmosis um i don't know if i sort of butchered that but that what, what you just kind of spoke on brian that totally echoed some of my thoughts I don't know, whoever wants to jump in here. Todd, I know your hand's still up. I don't know if it's relevant at this point, but whoever wants to jump in, feel free.
13: Hey, yeah, so um, I'm I'm a osmosis validator and uh, a few disclosures. <laughs> I've uh, received a grant and I also uh, contract for Skid Protocol. I do not speak for them uh, at all. Nothing I say here tonight is uh, representative of them, and, and um, I've also uh, tentatively voted no on this proposal. And the reason why is sticker shock. So before before I ask any questions, here are a few things that that I understand, and um, there, a lot has come to light since I made that no vote. And um, and, I, and here are the things that I can sympathize with. Um, legal costs, you know, lawyers aren't cheap. Uh, but legal
9: costs, be, Todd, before you go in there, they're saying legal costs are billed in, in excess to in excess to the funds received well, via the proposal.
11: That
13: might be true, and um, that doesn't alleviate them of liability either. So there's they're they're kind of doubling up, right? so i mean if if you're you're a company and um okay you're representing another group that's one legal cost but they've got to cover their liabilities too and i i don't know about your lawyers but mine require uh um uh they require a retainer fee so that's that's money that's just gone right away Right. I mean, even but, if but I that's, a use cost, it,
9: that's a cost of running business and that's like, yeah. I, I own, I own several real estate properties and like that's, that's included in my cost no, in the rent this, that the clients pay.
13: Like, this is very core to, to my line of questioning because, because running a business versus just being some dude. Is a whole different situation, and I think a lot of us validators understand that. And and and, and this is this is part of what I understand coming into this conversation. You know, um, taxes for a corporation are higher. You pay taxes on top of that to employees. The employees pay taxes on top of that. You know, so so for me, uh, running a business, I have to make double what I used to have to make as an employee just to see the same return. So I, I think, you know, a, a lot of the sticker shock part is, okay, well, you know, as a business, half of this money is gone, right? You've got accountants, you've got insurance, you've got lawyers, you've got payroll taxes, you've got to pay for the payroll and all these things. So that's, that's where I'm coming from, right? That's, that's my starting point. And I sympathize with all these things, but that's not where my questions start. And I I think a lot of things have come to light since this discussion began that are really important. And that has to do with the processes around due diligence and um, investigation of a project and how much time that takes. Because I think that's, that's pretty key at this point to the entire discussion. Um, this stuff isn't easy, right? I mean, um, being an employee of multiple DAOs, well, a contractor, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what you call it. Um, it's, one, absolutely um, frustrating to have every aspect of what I do drawn out into public light and being voted on. That's frustrating and it's frightening you know uh, i'm not amazing at public relations so um when when i do something like apply for a grant it's frightening to me um and to be dug through that you know uh this whole pr- process i'm sure is like um, horrifying for everybody at Reverie. but um so i want to understand more about this back end process and uh, I, I think you guys have answered a lot of this already in tweets and such, but I'm not sure if all the listeners have, have heard it. And there's, there's several aspects to this and that's, you know, due diligence and
11: how much time you spend investigating projects and, um, how how does that all play in here?
1: Yeah. Happy to jump in. Um, thanks again, Todd, for providing your perspective. So there's two questions. I think one is the diligence and then two is just operating a business. I'll touch on the diligence first. So there's a few different steps to the diligence process. First is just the application. Anyone can submit a, uh, a proposal. Um, I think it's a little unfair to, to, to frame this proposal and what we do is purely inbound. Um, I think we do do outbound, again, the, 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 product, the, the company you said you contract for Skip, I think perfect example of one we proactively brought in. Um, so uh, it, in terms of diligence, yeah, it starts with the application. After that initial screen, we'll have follow-up questions we send over email, um, and then we take a call. And on the call, it's again, stand, pretty standard questions that you'd expect in terms of evaluating early stage people or, or startups. What's their background? What's their previous work history? Have they completed like previous stuff that that they said they would? Is the end product good? Do they have a good understanding of the ecosystem? Do they know how what they're building can can fit in? So the the, the general types of questions that you, you 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 would ask in an interview, um, or in any kind of pitch meeting with a with a VC. So we do that just to get a sense of, of the people, and if we think they're they're good. If we think they're, they're they're high quality people we'll we'll double down um, sometimes the grant they're working on is like makes a lot of sense, and we'll fund it just like that, but sometimes if the person's really good and the the grant's like, okay, maybe this is being built by the osmosis team, maybe like Dave is working on this, like we'll spend time with that grantee just because he's we think he has potential and, and scope something else out. so that's something I highlight um. The diligence process again anywhere from i would say one maybe two calls on the short end for, for stuff that's like really clean and shut and, and we know the people well to again 10 or more calls um again not to touch on these guys like again but just because todd you you've worked with them like you can ask them like skip you can you sh- you should ask them like hey like what did how many calls did you have with 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 these guys like what did that diligence process look like it was very thorough and i would Happily compare that to any other process they they, they went through in terms of ecosystem funds. Um, after we provide our recommendation, we have to send it to the multi sig, so it's a seven person committee composed of yeah Sunny, uh, Jeremy from the osmosis Foundation, and, and the, yeah the list is on the proposal. And they basically are the ones to actually approve the grants, and we basically lay out the reasoning um what the grant is, why we think it's valuable, why this person is good, and they can vote on it. Um they can vote yes or no. And if a majority of them vote yes, then the grant gets approved. And I would say generally, yeah, like almost all grants we recommend have been approved by this multisig. There have been a few cases where there's been disagreement. Um but this adds
9: probably an extra so have, week. So I have a question. I have a question yeah. before you continue. So is is it safe to say that your your reverie is a pre-screener for grants and the ultimate decision is based on the Council of Seven, who is not a part of reverie, and uh, those that haven't been approved via reverie, uh, what is... Or, 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 I'm sorry, the ones that reverie has sent that haven't been approved, what is... Um, what happens next, then I guess for for those individuals so so, so the multisig so the, so so we so so the intention for us is
1: to provide an a complete package to the multisig to make a decision yes or no, and if it's a yes, then it proceeds if it's a no, then that's it. like we can negotiate with them, we can convince them we can maybe change the scope of the grant we can maybe negotiate the grant down more um we can so so we've those are all options, but it just means that as we recommended, the, the grant can't pass, and yeah, that's basically how it works. Assuming that process, the multi-sig is approved, we then have to run the grants by an external uh, lawyer, j- just to again, generally pretty smooth, but it adds a few days. Like, hey, like, are these things okay to fund? What is like, are you cool with this? Once he signs off, then we finally are able to send the. You've been accepted email to grantees. Yeah, ask them to KYC. So I have a, a
9: follow-up. For... Follow so earlier this week, we were in a, a conversation with people that have received grants and post their um, milestone approval yeah. via Reverie. Uh, it was said that it took them several weeks, if not you know a month and some change, to actually receive the distribution. It's what's really why, good you bring it up because yeah. Wh- why is there such a discrepancy between like if I'm on a Zoom call like this is talking yeah. blockchain like so if I'm on a Zoom call and and I I see their milestone I, I, I have I an agree. answer yeah okay yeah,
11: so let yeah, them go through. S-
1: Sorry, enough, I'm just trying to be time sensitive. Like no, go for it, Derek. Yeah, appreciate like it. this is a really good question because we've gotten a lot of flack for it, but like truly,
11: it is out of our control. The multi-sig holds the funds
1: there are three there are three different th- there's an there's an osmo, osmo multi-sig which is four of seven um, it's there's no front end for it there's it, it's, it's all done via command line and then there, there's an ethereum gnosis multi-sig
11: we have to ask the people on the committee to make
1: the payments and bash them and then they have to approve them so there's two different transactions in there I'm not trying to blame them. I'm not trying to, to 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 say this like we don't have some role to play. But the honest truth is like some of those people are very busy. Uh, that's running, but,
9: but but a month that's that's unacceptable in blockchain technology. Like I'm sorry. Also, oh, like, oh, wait, to, I'm not oh, hold on. True,
11: deep. true. So we batch. So we, batch, so we batch
9: payments for every batch.
1: So again, we generally release a batch every month, and there have been cases where it's taken folks a lot longer to get, to get miles of payments. Like that's really, it's not acceptable. And and we're, and and that's, that's not acceptable. Hold on. Can I I ask why Ethereum is in the picture? Yes, because frankly, I feel a lot safer sleeping at night. If I'm holding Ethereum as an ERC, if I'm sorry, if I'm holding USDC as an ERC 20 compared to a bridge version, it's nothing personal, nothing specific about it. That is fair. But That like, is fair. I
4: am, but we got yeah. Like I, I feel much more comfortable uh, on. That is DC fair, but here is a question: Is that your decision to make? Like, how did it? How did it get onto Ethereum? Didn't we give you native Cosmos assets, and now they are on an Ethereum chain? Correct. That that's where the diversification comes in.
1: Um, for for anyone unaware of the context, we put up a, a blog, a short blog post back in when was this? June. This is the venture raise that I touched on earlier. That was around $3.5 million in in stablecoins. Unfortunately, at this point, the funds just won't even touch a bridged stablecoin. So like the only asset they will actually use is an ERC-20 version of USDC. So That is something we ask the... So wait, I I just
4: want clarity, though. I actually want to say I actually agree with you. That is probably... Hold on, true. I think that is actually probably a safer way to hold something like USDC on its native chain for large amounts. Um, I'm just sort of curious, and this is not in any way accusatory. I actually just don't know this. What was that process like? So did we give you Osmo initially and you sold some of that... Somewhere to get USDC on Ethereum, or um, or am I just completely
15: ignorant here?
1: So we did a venture treasury diversification with a bunch of VCs, which means we gave them a a token purchase agreement, like an OTC deal for Osmo, basically. Basically, and and it's all I encourage all listeners to check out the blog post. It has all of the relevant details about the uh, yeah, just about the
4: execution
9: okay and personally i
4: have no problem with that i just wanted clarity i appreciate that
9: uh i i have two two follow-ups one is there any exposure or any of those funds held in ftx um because that would be disastrous um and two um so again i'll i'll iterate these some of these developers you know this is their livelihood so delaying this by months when it's an approved project and an approved milestone the fact that it's taken several weeks to disperse those funds frankly to me is completely unacceptable so there needs to be something done yeah yeah so i'll go go ahead and let me phrase let me phrase
4: that a tad bit more amicably too like if osmosis is your main focus and three of your five people are sort of dedicated to it why is it only like once a month actually withdrawals let alone sometimes so the problem here is
16: it's actually not really
3: Reverie's fault. This is the multi-sig signers' fault, of which I am one of them, so I okay. will also take fault on this, where you know Reverie actually does, like, you know... So, so how it works is Reverie generates the transactions um, yep. that has to be signed, and then the multi-sig signers have to go and, you know, uh, approve. Send in the, approve the signing and everything. Uh, I don't know anyone who... If, if everyone here has done any multi-sig signing on uh, Cosmos SDK before it is a painful process. It's really annoying, especially if you're using ledgers and stuff. Um, so because you kind of have to use the CLI for this, and so you know, I know I've been <laughs> very slow at signing things because it's been just busy for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is just something that it's on the multisig signers, the OGP uh, signers uh, more so than on Reverie themselves, um, and I think. You know, I think that getting better accountability for those signers would be good, uh, as well as uh, potentially moving more of these funds onto an Apollo multi sig instead, like the Cosmos. Yeah, and multi-sigs. I think
9: and some of them, some of those, some of that would hopefully be resolved by. I mean, I think in what do we say January? Native USDC will be on uh, Cosmos, so hopefully, I would expect if this um proposal does pass and uh that those usdc funds are transferred back to native uh uh cosmos usdc so that these issues aren't prevalent because when i heard that from some of the some of the teams that have accepted grants like I, I, for me like that's you know that's unacceptable when 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 yeah, that yeah but
1: just to chime in like I want to just make this very clear to anyone listening. Like it is unacceptable that a startup that, that a grantee that needs to pay bills or, or pay their pay their employee salary, like can't get paid in a timely manner. Like that's not okay. Like it's our fault for putting the wrong people again, frankly on the multi sig that aren't able to sign, frankly, like just going in detail. Like there have been times where we've sent like tens of messages to folks like, Hey, like we really need this. Can you do it? And it just hasn't happened. Again, that's on us for, for putting the wrong people in place. That's part of the reason why we're rotating some out. So that was um, an oversight initially, but like, so it, it's something we're very aware of, and we, we are actively... Can we
4: real quickly touch on who, who is on that multiseg? So Sunny is one. So, Sunny is one. Uh, Jeremy Parrish
1: is another. Uh, Figment is another. Brandon Curtis is is another. Um, let's see, Cosmo Station is another, uh, and then yeah, I think okay. I, think I
12: don't mean seven. seven. Is it is
15: know. it oh. as okay, well?
4: Kevin, feel free to hop in.
15: Yeah, so I, I think I feel like Sony was kind of raising his hand as being one of the people who was not signing on time. Is there there would have to be you would think it's a, it's a 5 of 7 multi multi-sig, right it's a it's a 4 of 7 oh it's a 4 of 7 so there's like I, more than I, 3 offending I, i'm not I, i'm not going to name anyone specifically like it just isn't important but like we take responsibility
1: for for again not doing that as well but we're trying our our, our
9: truly our best that's part of why we're yes. changing but, like, but, that compute, of... okay. but that doesn't compute. But that doesn't compute if you if you say that Osmosis is like the main chain that you um provide services for true. Uh, have you
4: ever dealt have you ever dealt with multi-sig stuff?
9: Yes. Uh, have you <laughs> experienced <laughs> like, these take,
3: issues take that people, are like once a day, like being like, Can you guys please find this? and then uh we just don't. So yeah,
4: I think they can take a certain amount of responsibility for maybe not taking on signers that are active enough, but that's something that is hard to judge ahead of time because that's not necessarily indicative of like trustworthiness or anything like that. I Some think reason. they're
9: trying to be very kind. I, yeah, uh, people that are people that are involved in crypto. I'm at my computer every day. I'm doing crypto stuff. That's true. I'm not being paid C- here's millions here. of dollars to do so. So sure. I, I'm just saying, like that's that's not an acceptable answer. I, I would like
4: I'll I'll say this just initially, and maybe we can build off of it. I would love to see one person on that multi sig be someone who is fairly active in like these community discussions, just so that when things maybe come across that are questionable or even just oh just uh, things that are off, someone that is kind of more plugged in and can help with that transparency and communication between the parties. I, I think mean, that'd be really
3: yeah. cool. There's I new think people, the, right? Like at uh, Soy Studio as a, one of the uh, multi sig members just cuz he is one of the I don't know, in my opinion most vocally uh, contrarian but often correct community members um, <laughs> but <laughs> who do, he, wait who did you say conflict, funny? Uh, Soy Studio? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he had some conflict of interest which I for which is why it didn't uh, work but uh i think I, i'd be down to get more community members in fact i would actually say yeah, that maybe I'm, we should replace both me and jeremy at, at, uh, with someone else because we should we should actually have probably no foundation members on this multi side at all
9: i'm available 24 7 i trade on i um uh leverage trade on gmx like 24 7 so i like have alerts to my phone that wake me up in the middle of the night to fucking this, close her, a position, so I'm happily raising my hand for uh, someone who's available to sign a multi-sig, so... <laughs> with, with okay. all, I, I,
1: I agreed that...
9: Yeah, clearly, I think
1: signers need to sign more quickly. I, I just want to highlight, like, there's a trade-off here. At the end of the day, this multi-sig holds millions of dollars of funds. These people... Whoever, and that's, and that's, on that's
9: completely... That's fair, however... Yeah. I think, I think the better option would be that grants that had been approved should probably move to a, so if you approve a grant, those funds should move to a, a sub, a, dare I say this, a sub multi-sig <laughs> that, that has all the funds that can be dispersed at a moment's notice.
1: Um, no, I that, mean, that's a, that's a, that's honestly a great yeah. suggestion. There's no excuse for
15: it. I, yeah, if I just, Uh, I I just want to chime in. Just the fact that we're getting to this topic at at, at the end of a two hour call after two proposals were put up to me is just indicative of like a communication breakdown, you know, that, that is the biggest red flag for me about this. You can dial into any number, but like to not understand people making their living being delayed payment for months. It's like a fundamental, like, not reading the room, not getting it, uh, red flag. Anyway, continue.
1: Um, okay, that's a little, I think, little unfair. I mean, it's, yeah, again, it's something we've been aware of for, for 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 a while. Like we've we've been wanting to change the multi state. The first chance possible. This is this was the time. I
4: genuinely think this and, is yet an, another case. I just want to kind of keep this moving and jump in here. I apologize. Of. I think both things being right at once, while that is like totally unacceptable and needs to be better because it is, uh, you know, crucial it, those, that expectation and that mindset around it do come from a world different than web three that, Web, whereas Web3 doesn't always have the structure set up to facilitate that, no matter how important it is, such as simple failures on a multi sig. And I'm not giving you guys like a pass here, but I do totally see your side of the argument. And I think, oh, yeah, Brian, I think this I... is something that can be improved upon while also not in any way necessarily being malicious or something that could have obviously been avoided from. Uh, the get-go. uh That yeah, being I said, said, Brian, I, a, I'd
9: love to hear. I'd love to hear what you have to say, Brian. You have your hand up.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. and oh, then yeah. after Brian, I want to let Cleomid's go. They've been waiting for yeah, a moment. This is, take it away, Brian. This is,
14: this is probably one of the most important things. Clarity of communication with all the grantees that come in when they're going to get funding, uh, etc., is super super important for all. Like to make a good experience of the developer onboarding, especially if you start to go without. Outside of the Cosmos ecosystem to bring people on, we we have been working with a, a lot of different foundations, and some of the foundations are now like hated. In particular, people at the foundations are hated because specifically around this particular use case on the speed of execution from acceptance to funding or liquidity incentives and going back on on prior uh, commitments. Right. So uh, there are some foundations that we we have worked with that have really got some bad reputation in the industry for developers because of not effectively doing this?
16: Yeah, so I actually, the point I wanted to make is kind of along these lines. Um, Derek brought up something uh, a bit earlier, uh, admitting that kind of like their team's area of expertise is not uh, this like outward communication, which I actually think is totally fine. Um, But what I'm wondering is like if we have an opportunity to kind of kill two birds with one stone here. I mean, I'm looking at the audience and I know Tank and Lil Gaines are both very active in communicating with the community. And I'm just wondering if there's maybe an opportunity here to actually get some of the content creators that I feel as though maybe don't necessarily like have the support um, financially that they deserve to maybe even act as like a liaison yeah. um, with the grants program. What do you guys think about that? I think ideas like
1: that are, are, are great suggestions and ideas. And again, one, one, one example we are planning to do is, again, we're, I think the OSL has a lot more people. I think they they, they, they are really, really good at communicating, and, and they're always online. So we're working with them on, they'll, they'll be helping us out with some Again, more frequent Discord catch ups with grantees. So I think that's one concrete example, but overall I think there's a lot of ideas that, that people have suggested and we're open to to, to, to a lot of them.
16: Yeah. yeah, I I just think we should really be trying like again, like leveraging the community, especially we mentioned like people who are vocal. I know sometimes people like to be vocal, but then don't want to take on the role of, like, (laughs) you know, being on a multi-sig necessarily. Um, And that's also fine. Like, I think it's okay to just want to offer feedback. Um, But there are 100% people who are applying for, you know, funds um, and are being denied them, frankly, uh, when I think they do deserve the opportunity. So I think that, like, doing stuff like this and actually integrating it in the proposal and having it be formalized, um is actually gonna go a long way in helping get you guys uh this thing passed. So um that's that's all I wanted to add.
15: Can I just hey, uh, um, oh, go ahead Kevin. Yeah just thank you. Um I hope I didn't come off too harsh or vindictive there when I said that earlier about the the payment. I'm not I, I'm not trying to say that that sort of thing is malicious. And in fact I, I agree with uh I think it's Spark IBC the the host who friend was framing this as like, I, I don't see it, the, the kind of money grab or cash grab a- aspect of this is not as concerning to me as some other things that are like what Cleomedes uh, was talking about, um, about communication, which being like probably the easiest thing to sacrifice if you're trying to do all the other aspects of your job correctly and make the grantees happy and make sure that they're, what they build works. Like the last thing that matters is like, then ferrying that out to us, it's much easier to just post something on your, your website. You know, that's like a summary. Um, And okay. So to, to just tighten this up here there, the communication thing like comes from like, what promises are you making to us? Um, And looking at the first proposal, uh, you included this key performance indicator, you know, it was impact on osmosis growth, volume, user experience, et cetera. And, you know, we're, it's, what is it, eight months since that or longer? Like, what, what has been your impact on those KPIs? Or maybe that's too vague. I think uh, just personally,
5: I might jump in here. Apologies, I I had to attend a nine-to-five work meeting, so I I missed a great portion of this. We need to also consider the last six months has been the the downturn of the bear market. So seeing real tangible impact is going to be difficult. Um, The way I tend to judge this is things that I can touch and use and and do uh, and things that validators and infrastructure providers touch and see and use. Uh, and this may be a, a failing of OGP. Uh, I think they've accepted that in a communication standpoint, but also potentially a failing of the wider ecosystem in uh, showing and uh, validating the things that have been implemented through OGP. So uh, I think, to as as an infrastructure tool that uh, Todd built, I can say that there are a substantial amount of validators who use that for the broader Cosmos ecosystem. One of the smaller grants but a very important tool that validators use that is probably undervalued. Um, The multi-sig tool, as another example, Um, I don't create multi-sigs. I'm not sure how complex it is to create them. But having a UI for that is probably a very substantial tool. How do we, uh, the challenge, and this is the question that I pose to Reverie, is how do you demonstrate and communicate that value and the value of the work that Reverie has done to deliver those things to the community and the ecosystem, because that's that's the challenge here. That's the question, and that's why we're discussing the proposal. Is we want to just see value for money. We understand that it's a for-profit business, and you need to pay expenses and salaries, etc. We just want to make sure that the things that are being approved and the way in which the operation is uh, being run, that we get tangible benefits. From OGP.
15: Yeah, that's fair, and I, I wasn't trying to say like we should have seen X amount of user growth, or I'm not sure that is the most important, promising, no. you know, factor. Could, could, I, could I jump in here, Kevin? Yeah, I, please. I apologize,
4: but I, th- I think this is actually another point I've been thinking on. So when it's it's not necessarily that. There hasn't already been results from you guys, let alone I want to just voice I'm on the side of things that six months is not a long time for this sort of thing. It's a long term thing. We're also in a bear market like there's an argument to let you guys go out another six months, see how it plays out at least. Um, But aside from that, the 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 feeling of like when I first saw this proposal, my immediate thought was, can I think of a single thing I've noticed as a daily osmosis user? that has come from them. And I think it's as crystal as that. And if there are things that uh, maybe I haven't noticed, but that are affecting me, such as tools uh, my validators are using or things like that. I mean, I, I run a validator on two other chains, not on osmosis, so those things are sort of on my radar. And so I guess to maybe push a little harder on that point, I would expect that for your guys' expertise, part of uh approving a grant for pretty much any project would be ensuring that some small portion of that budget or at least some agreement is made well there will be an effort to market this thing and make this new addition to osmosis known to all and like benefit it to you know the the vast majority um and so i guess just to put a bow on that the first thing i said what it really comes down to is I would, I would like to be able to have something come to my mind when I think of what has come of the Osmosis grants program. And I want to let you guys jump in on this. No one else. Maybe the answer there is just, there hasn't been enough time and that might be a valid answer, but I will, I'm just kind of curious on your guys' feedback on that. Before you do that, never
9: hasn't been enough time that to me, implicates that there's also a you can't also raise your price if there hasn't been enough time unless the 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 cost to the community is core like correlated to the value that is created so unless there's like my i'm I'm not even
4: saying i would i'm not even saying i would necessarily buy that answer of there hasn't been enough time i'm just saying it might be a valid one i just wanted to hear what they have to say i want to let them go through
9: that's fair, but I also feel like it needs to be said that like, how can we, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it, the it, fact it's that
4: hard to, it's hard to go with something hold, like that. Hold up one I, second. Hold up one second. Okay. I, I've
9: also it. had several glasses of wine, so I apologize, but it's, it's not just like people, I, I the, the sticker shock is I think what's the problem here. If you would have asked for like $30,000 a month and the, and the 25,000 Osmo, I don't think, I think everyone would have voted yes and we would have, like, this shit wouldn't be happening, right? Like, but we, we did ask for more.
11: So prove to us why it's valid and
9: also why we should accept the amount that's being requested, I guess is the, you know, overarching theme. I think that's, that's the biggest reason for the space, right? Is the sticker shock. Of, yeah.
15: Of the added. price. I, I just just before I, I lose the thread this last thing I th- I think what Cleo, Cleo Medes was saying about involving the community more um to me really hit on one other major point for the, with this which is yes the added if there's going to be more value um paid to the members of the OGP that we would expect a a, a more concrete promise but number 2 is this idea of having OGP launch sub DAOs to me looks like a repeat of OMM, uh, the, the original marketing, which I say because it was essentially run by a foundation employee who hand selected the signers, wrote the props, owned the group chat, strong arm decisions, and I think w- we know how that turned out. And I, I just don't understand why we would ever want to copy paste that approach. When the model of OSL, which has, has had autonomy, appears to be a more successful, independent, and decentralized cooperative sub-DAO. I, I just, I don't, or in a working group, I, I, I don't, that, that part of it, to me, just like, it's, I'm not, it, there's a way in which the the OGP can very, very easily appear to simply be a cat's paw of the um the founders and, and the core devs and I don't think that that's wrong that they just have an extension but things like having an education category one of like six major categories but only 0.5 percent of grants were given to education projects it's not a you know big you know shocker that a lot of people feel poorly educated about what you're you know doing um, you not valued it in your granting. And I don't know, it, it seems like there's there's not a strong confidence of like what, what you should put funds into. And I think that, I don't know, okay, subda- Kevin, maybe shouldn't I, be run by you guys. I, that, Kevin, subda-
4: I, I love your passion. But one thing I want to point out, this is just something I've learned is if we sort of have a million people asking them questions without even giving them a chance to speak. It just sort of, it's just a bit uh, like, like a guilty image. This is like a subconscious thing. Nobody would do this intentionally, but it's like what we don't want to stack up too much with, they haven't got a chance to spoken. I,
15: I yeah. apologize if I went off no, too no, much. Of I
4: want to the cut you off, but I just want to let them get in here because there's been a lot since they last spoke. <laughs> so Larry or Derek, please go ahead. Or Frederica or Miles for sure. Miles, I see your mic sent me. Yeah, yeah,
6: I'll jump in here. So, um, hey, Kevin, I really appreciate all of that. Um, and I think you may have missed the beginning of the spaces, but I spoke a little I bit did. about, I think, two, two, um, two initiatives that you have not seen the impact yet, but you will very, you know, within the next six months, um, being the skip initiative that is going to allow Osmosis to capture all the MEV that is generated by its AMM. Um, this is a custom build to really create something that's never been done by any DEX before. Um, this is, you know, a form of non-inflationary protocol revenue that will move the needle when the cycle changes, um, and will be able to be used by the Osmos community in whatever way they see fit. Fit uh, the incentives working group that we have teamed up Heather Nodes with um, Chaos Labs to work on. Uh, I believe if successful, we'll both save tens of thousands of dollars a day um, for pools that we are overpaying for, while also moving incentives to pools where we are underpaying for liquidity and where traders are suffering slippage right now. So I think those those are two things that are extremely tangible um, and quantitative in terms of their ROI. Um, in terms of things to use every day, you know, I think this is a combination of things that we have proactively funded versus as well as things that, um, you know, retroactive grants combined with future milestone grants uh, for, for products that many of you guys use every day. Um, and Osmos grants helps fund to keep in business. And this is like Yieldmos. This is like uh, Restake is, uh, you know, things that happen a little bit behind the scenes that validators use, like the archive nodes that all dead nodes runs or tender duty that um, I see Todd is up here. Uh, he, he has built for us. Um, and, you know, we spend a lot of time with the applications that are going to launch on Osmosis. Um, we consider ourselves a strategic partner of those applications, um, and we want to position them for success once they launch on Osmosis. Um, So as part of our negotiations, we did a lot of work to ensure that Osmosis stakers or LPs see a portion of that ownership um, when the project launches, because we've supported them. And when they do launch, we want to make sure they're successful. So, you know, I personally spend a lot of time with these projects, talking about all sorts of things, governance, strategy, tokenomics, you name it. Um, And so, you know, I think these things take time to really, to really show tangible results, but the experience that we've gotten will, you know, the value from that experience will compound over time. Um, You know, for this next phase, we have a very good idea of how to prioritize strategic initiatives. Um, And this relates to sub DAOs in particular. You know, I think I want to be careful. Uh, We're not trying to, push for centralization of power here. we are trying to put talented grantees together that focus on specific areas of the protocol that we think need more attention and if they had more attention would really move the needle and it will let it will be up to the community to decide whether to actually delegate power to them or delegate ongoing funding for them. But we need to actually find the grantees that we think can drive these initiatives. And then once they're completed with their grant, they will go to governance to say, "Hey guys, here's what we want to do. Here's how we think we can improve the governance processes today, based off of you know inefficiencies or whatever it is. Um, and here's the impact we can make with this additional funding." And so before these sub DAOs are actually established, you know, you need to find people to do the to do the groundwork that may not actually pass through governance, right? So. That's our role. Our role is, you know, over time, we've developed expertise in this protocol, and we think that we can drive these initiatives uh, or help, you know, put the people together that will actually be the ones doing the groundwork and pitch in ourselves to get these things stood up. Um, So I hope that gives you a sense of, you know, a combination of things that you use today, things that are coming up, and, you know, generally how we think about these sub-DAOs and working groups. I don't think we mean to you know, be gatekeepers here. We're just trying to put capable people in positions to succeed.
15: So, so just so I understand, the, the sub-DAO that you're describing, would that spin off of um, OGP and, and then you guys would have no input on their multi-sig? Yeah, correct.
6: We are, we are funding the grantees to create the case for a sub-DAO. We are funding the grantees to say, hey, this is the incentives working group. We are going to be, you know, funded by the DAO uh, for ongoing oversight of incentives. We have built this model that we believe will you know, result in a more efficient distribution of, of incentives and is up to governance to decide whether or not, you know, you want to give us any power or funding. Same with Skip, right? We, we worked with them for weeks on that proposal that eventually went to governance before we actually funded the grant because we wanted to ensure that the community was supportive of that grant and of their plan before they, you know, before we committed to them and before they committed to us.
15: Okay. Well, that, I mean, that certainly is something that I I think is, is a good, there should be more um, independent sort of sub-DAOs working groups. There is still a yeah. I guess there is a question of just what's the best way to do that. They do need help, uh, a nudge or th- there's, I think there's ways if you can frame what you're contributing. I mean, one of the things I wrote on the, ah, I'm sorry, I don't, you know what, I'm not, I don't want to go off here. I've talked enough. Uh, yeah. I might just jump in again. True. I do see your hand up.
5: I just wanted to touch on this point. Uh, and, uh, this is something that's been raised from that. I, I gauge from a broader standpoint is, uh, around DAOs and sub-DAOs, and I'm on a couple of sub-DAOs now, so I'm going to find out about this. Uh, We need to uh, make sure that we enable people like OGP to uh, do their job as freely as possible, but be accountable and transparent to the community. Those are my goals, and those are the principles that I think anyone taking community funds should adhere to. Uh, Things like multi-sigs and who makes up the multi-sig I think those should be left to the power of the people who have been tasked with managing that those funds. It should be open and transparent to the community who those members are, uh, and if you really wanted to go and find out how they voted, right? Those are things that we should have available to us. Uh, all this stuff around the technicalities and complexities and little bits, I think we we leave to the people that we've tasked with managing the funds, uh, and make sure that the larger objective of OGP. Is that we are getting value for money? That they communicate frequently and openly to the community. Um, host. It, it's going to take effort, but post it in multiple formats: uh, tweets, uh, blogs, um, discords. If you want to have you know open, frequent com- conversations. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Discord, but hey. Um, uh, and. Uh, Funding and transparency around, you know, spend and, and grants uh, and communicating the grants is the key objectives of this. And, and whether that's Reverie or another team, those are my goals, and that should go for any chain within the ecosystem, in my opinion.
9: Yeah, Ramra, I I would love to, you know, tack on like I'd love to if if this passes, I'd love to help you out as part of the community. But what I'm what I'm going to ask now is like, so Sonny, you're up here and I and I know you've tweeted like that you're a big fan of Reverie. So obviously, I, I respect your decision. And if you feel that the value that Reverie is bringing to the community is one that provides immense value, um, I would love for you to to say why you support them in continuing this proposal, if that's something that you're open to.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I've, <clears throat> like I've said before, I think the work that Reverie has done so far has been really good. I think they've like, you know, helped, they almost act as somewhat of a BDR for osmosis. You know, our team is very much focused on, you know, the foundation team is most, mostly focused on development um, and we try to out, you know, we want the other aspects of a, yeah. Uh, the, what would be a company you know the marketing was outsourced to this OMM entity the customer support was outsourced to OSL Uh and I think like the BD is obviously one of the most important things that a project uh, uh or any company or including blockchain protocols have to do and I think that like OG Reverie has sort of act like the uh, like, like the BD arm and so you know I mean It is expensive, but I think the work that they have done has been really good. And I think that uh, there's an extent to which it's like, uh, you know, I think we're going to start to see some of the outcome, like the output of that work in the coming months. Like as we see some of these projects that were funded start to be deployed and actually, you know, uh, helping grow the osmosis ecosystem. I think part of it, it just feels like, you know, a lot of these grants were given, but the it doesn't feel like as tangible impact on it right now, and I think we're gonna start to see that pretty soon and I think it's important like you know important to not change horses midstream and you know let reverie continue with the work that they've done and then you know reevaluate how uh, you know once we have some more data maybe in you know let's say even within six months to a year so yeah that's just my view I think yeah they They've been doing a good job, and like 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 Dave said earlier as well. There's a lot that they do behind the scenes that's like not fully visible. Like for example, like beyond just like normal things like grants, like you know they've been leading a lot of the process on helping find auditors for a lot of these like uh, projects for the Osmosis ecosystem. Um, they've been helping with you know a lot of these liquidity incentive stuff, and so yeah, there's a lot, 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 and you know we're we're trying to like send more and more of the BD work. Uh, of the osmosis protocol to reverie over time as well can i just jump that, in that, that's fair
9: I... oh sorry yeah, just, Go just, ahead, yeah we may be sorry. on
5: the same point I, I just wanted to kind of I have a follow-up from sunny and then a, another topic because i think we're coming to a, a close um so sunny it sounds like to me that uh, there's probably a again a lack of communication and understanding in what reverie is actually tasked with and, and does uh, the the scope of works that we understand Reverie to have is to manage grants. Uh, It sounds like the scope of work that's actually being delivered has a scale uh, that potentially slides uh, to include things like uh, more BD. Uh, It's a hard one because if if the community doesn't know about these things, uh, and they are obviously very important to osmosis and they're valued, uh, and it seems like uh, some of those things may have been done by foundation devs previously, and devs are devs, they're not business management people in a sense. Uh, So it makes sense to have an entity in place to do those things. Um, If the scope is that, I think the proposal should be that. And it should be clear that it's not just a OGP uh, management. It is a a wider scope of business management that encompasses other areas. We would then understand that there is more cost and we could justify that that spend. uh, I'll let you jump in, true because you you may have a point on that I, one. I just, I just have a, a follow-up I, topic. I just
16: want to quickly say, Rama, like I think it's also a little unfair, um, because I think that there may also just be, like, from a community standpoint, I don't want to be condescending or anything, but just a lack of understanding of what actually goes into a grants program. Because, like, for example, if a lot of people are coming onto this call and they're saying, like, oh, we just, you know, they handle inbound meetings, it's like, Anytime, I mean, I imagine this and Derek and Larry, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but anytime you bring on a grant, like you have to see that to completion. And as you scale and you have more active grants going on, like that's a lot of coordination that requires, you know, follow-up meetings, I'm sure, um, you know, tidying things up once the project is done. Like this is like, there's a lot of moving parts here. And I think like as a community, um, I'm glad that we're having these conversations because now we have people who maybe have no experience in like VC or like funding grants um, learning about this process and what it is. So I think Derek, Larry, there may just be like also an education component of this, which I know you guys shouldn't bear like, you know, the weight of that alone. Um, But yeah, I just want to echo the fact that there probably is a lot more going on. I I really want to (laughs) stress stress, like leveraging the community to get that out there because like the other thing is like right now, um, and, 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 this is, you know, not a cosmos issue, but like with the whole thing that just happened with FTX, I think trust is kind of like very thin. So when people are coming in asking for a lot of money, um, people are like already just like in this weird mood of like, Ooh, you know, I don't know how I feel about this big price tag. And if you guys are here for the long run, which it sounds like you are, it's like taking a pay cut, which nobody enjoys might actually be like somewhat of a long-term investment where there is value delivered over the course of a year. And then it's a lot easier to ask for more money in the following years because you can point back to this and be like, well, look, we delivered this value for you. It is tangible. It may not have led to like increased numbers because it's a bear market, but it won't matter because once users actually onboard later on in the process, that's what's going to help the user experience and actually grow the ecosystem when the users are coming back and actually using the platforms.
5: Yeah, thanks. Sure. Did you want to touch on? I do have a point just on the proposal in particular that I wanted to to speak to quickly, and I'm sure Derek has a response
11: to.
9: Yeah, no, Queen Maddie's, I I agree with like what you said, and and that's that's great. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of. <laughs> oh God, it's like you're listening to all these things. You're like, oh, I have this thing to interject, and you forget. Um, I, I but can just. I'll,
1: Yeah, I think just to chime in on uh, the main point of Clean Media is around what Reverie actually does. I think we've tried to communicate this a few times in tweets in the proposal itself, that while this is called the Osmosis Grants Program, the scope of what we do does go outside of it, including some of the things that Sonny's talking about. I think clearly, again, we did not that that message was not conveyed effectively at all. Um doesn't sound like yeah. So I so, so again I think it's up to us to 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 better communicate that. Like I think part of it's just the naming of this program. It give it, it gives off a sense to, to a lot of people that okay, this is something anyone can do. You just like set up a Google form and like set up a multi sig and like that's it. And you have that assumption, you see the ask and you're like, okay, these people have bad intentions or they're just scammers and yeah i, I think you're, you've, you've completely hit the nail on the head like there's more to it and and we need to to, to do a better job of communicating that yeah 100 percent, right and and that's I,
5: why i posted I, that yesterday and i was oh, like sorry. hey I, I think we need to uh i, I want you guys to come onto a spaces and i want to understand my standpoint was Uh, From a community proposal perspective, we have to vote no in the short term until we understand due to the timeframes, right? It's a couple of days until it was due to pass. Uh, The standpoint should be if there's doubt and uncertainty and the community is concerned, it should be no. And then when we understand better uh, and we uh, can have a call like this, which are extremely valuable from a community perspective, um, understanding what reverie does is immensely valuable for the ecosystem and the community. Uh, And calls like this should have been made six months ago. should have been made three months ago. Uh, They should be made when the proposal goes up on Commonwealth so we can have these open discussions and understand them. Uh, And just quickly, I'm not sure if we had um, Brian speak about um, Alpha. It's probably the part that I wanted to hear the most of that I missed. (laughs) Um, From my perspective, uh, I think that it would be nice to have uh we we've got the proposal on chain for reverie we haven't seen anything from uh, alpha we've seen it on commonwealth but that didn't proceed anywhere uh is was there a discussion as to why one went to chain one didn't uh, was alpha not, did they not get feedback if i missed it i'll go back and listen
14: but just like to understand that process yeah i can i can speak to that we had a couple conversations um with um reverie and, and the foundation and what, in, a, in the discovery of our process, our original proposal, um, I'm trying to choose words carefully here. I found out that our proposal is off. Um, there's a lot of things under the, in, in types of like how many integrations can be effectively like put per year and the types of strategy and vision is not 100% aligned with kind of what we proposed and uh we we basically just decided to to pause and get more information and we have talks with with Derek and and we had talks with um Aaron from the foundation and uh we're looking to be kind of collaborative and figure out how to work together um as opposed to necessarily be a complete replacement if a complete replacement is necessary um that's something that we could talk about but there's During our discovery calls, we found out there is a lot of things that Reverie is doing um, that we were not aware of uh, that go beyond just a grants program. Um, And so our proposal was very, very scoped around how do you bring multiple dApps to the chain. Um, a, A quick anecdote is we believe thesis wise that a chain needs to be like Disneyland. When, when someone comes to your chain, they need to have everything that Disney World could have. So you need to be like hotels, food, jails, everything that you ever need within kind of the ecosystem of Disneyland should be on that chain. And when we kind of communicated that to Reverie and the Osmosis Foundation, previously, all the work that we did was in an EVM capacity where that kind of resonates some of the challenges around the cosmos ecosystem is for example like the outpost model versus getting a protocol directly on chain so um we kind of misunderstood um a little bit of of the request and our proposal is is a little bit off but i think that we could work with uh the foundation or work with reverie or work with whoever to get it a little bit more um explicit and aligned to the vision of the chain. So just to kind of recap fundamentally the difference that we saw from the proposal that we provided versus the one uh that was there is that we are highly focused on outbound services. So Osmosis foundation the community gives us a thesis on hey we need a, a, you know perpetuals we need derivatives we need you know five money markets and that thesis then builds an entire ecosystem and then we will go out and acquire those things that are needed uh, versus kind of waiting putting up a like a job board if you think of a, a another way to kind of position it would be like yes there are rfps on the grants page but it's kind of like a job board you if you want the high high quality different projects and developers you have to actively go out there You have to get into hackathons when somebody goes in the journey and signals, hey, I'm gonna be a developer within the Web3 ecosystem, you want to tell them and pitch them on why they should think about building on osmosis if what they're building is aligned with the criteria and the vision of the osmosis ecosystem. Yeah, thank
11: you for that. Um, So I guess, and and this might be an awkward question uh, to ask,
5: and I'm not sure who answers this question, uh, but the next steps for me, what what I ultimately want to do is I think that a more collaborative approach is of interest to me. I think that it sounds like, and I probably missed the entire uh, alpha pitch, sounds like you have a, a broader external presence regarding devs. And please jump in anytime, Derek and uh, Reverie team. Sounds like you have a broader uh, crypto presence and Derek and Reverie have a very good understanding of internal process and internal comms and the Cosmos ecosystem and managing those types of grants primarily. Uh, I envisage a world where there is two proposals that we can vote on uh, that have uh, aligned scope, but perhaps Alpha focuses more externally and uh, you work with Reverie through the grants process to then encompass a broader OGP.
11: Is that something that makes sense? Maybe I'm just talking crap.
14: From from our side, that's kind of why we didn't put a proposal on chain, um, and we were kind of asked to like, hey, pause the, a little bit. Like, let's it, some of the like I said before, some of the things were kind of misaligned with the vision and strategy for the future uh, of osmosis, and so we're taking a pause. And that's something that we're 100 interested in doing is figuring out. Um, If this is something that the community wants, the foundation wants, um, we can definitely make more developers osmosis aware.
11: So, okay, I'm just going to talk out my ass here for a moment. Um, What I personally might like to see would be something where um,
4: the Reverie team maybe on this next round of funding, takes a further reduction in pay to some degree. Like I know you guys have already bumped it down once. Um, Just considering market conditions, considering uncertainty, and considering that the community is now very much engaged and aware of you guys. And if we see that result down the road, we'd be more than happy to up that again and maybe even like compensate retroactively for the pay cut. Now we could totally discuss that.
5: Uh, I was literally going to say that exact point. I think, uh, alternatively we add, we in- have
4: a little bit more. I, I, Can I, I like go out there?
11: Right. Of course. Okay, cool.
4: Um, and then on Brian's side, would you ever be interested and this is not just for us but i don't know if this is maybe like a sub business idea but for a much smaller fee than what you are asking but for a much smaller scope of uh, responsibilities work as a sort of outreach arm with reverie specifically to just get projects aware and then they handle the actual vetting and the dispersal of funds and all that stuff but you use your sort of external presence and connections um Uh, you know, lower lift, lower cost. We can supplement that with the pay cut we would hopefully be getting from reverie in this case. And in the end, both of these relationships could totally grow. Um, if we see good results from them into like larger things, that's just where my head's at coming out of my ass.
9: (laughs) Honestly, that was my biggest like proponent to the alpha growth, like proposal is the fact that his, I don't know if it was Brian that made the comment, but the the first comment that was made was, it's not an and, it could be an and or. And to me, that just proves that like the Alpha Growth team is like a fan of just like bringing whoever, whatever, to Osmosis to provide value for the community that's funding them. So for me, that was like the biggest like, hell yeah, fist bump. To alpha growth um because this first comment wasn't even like you know screw this other proposal like vote for me it was like it doesn't have to be yeah. and it could be and or so uh, to me that that's just like a huge like immediate nod of approval to the other side as far as like you know their ability to want to work with osmosis in my mind
5: So a quick question. I think we're getting close to towards the end of this. Um, Reverie, from your perspective, um, and I'm trying not to, I don't want to dive into your personal business operations and expenses. I want to make sure that Reverie still functions as an organization. uh, If you were to keep the existing osmosis funding amount, uh, because I think everyone from this call understands the work you do is valuable and it's important uh, and that you do good work. We want to see, and you're, you're already looking to implement it, so I'm not going to hash on it, more transparency, more communication. Those things are going to
11: happen. Do we, uh, and this is an open question for everyone to answer, do we vote no to this proposal, put an amended
5: proposal up with a budget that we can agree on as a community, uh, and get you back in straight away as quick as we can uh, it, it, with the existing arrangement, knowing that, when we revisit this in say six months time or 12 months time that you took a, a a leap of faith in the community and said, Hey, we'll continue this arrangement. We bump it up next time, maybe a bonus scheme. However, we work as a community to do it, uh, to get you back in and doing the work that you're doing now. Because uh, from this call, I, I can see the value you bring uh, with the increased transparency and communication. Let, let's hit the ground running, right? Uh, want to make sure that you can still operate as a business if you
11: were to uh, continue in your current uh, financial operation model
7: I can, or would it be a challenge try jumping in here um i think i certainly don't want to speak for the the rest of the reverie team like how we make decisions internally is we we kind of just you know sit down the five of us and kind of talk it through so the last thing i want to do is speak for everyone what i can say though is that is the process we do like we're, flexible. We're going to talk about it um, right after this um, or tomorrow morning, and we'll get back to the community. Um, but the last thing I want to do is speak for the team now because we still need to digest everything that we just spoke about. So hope, hopefully that that that's all right with you guys. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, from my perspective,
5: I missed part of the call, but everything I've heard today, uh, I think, uh, Concerns have been uh, raised. You've addressed those quite well. Uh, there's a better understanding of how and what you do and how Reverie operates, which was the primary objective of today's call. Um,
11: I think there, are the community, well, I, not the community, I still have, um, uh, and, and this is just
5: my nature, and I think a lot of people don't like me for it, but uh, I'm always of the opinion that uh, trust should be lower in these circumstances. Um, and we should put, or uh, well, Reverie should put a, a leap of faith in the community of, hey, we'll work with you to continue in this model, and so long as we improve the things that we said we would improve, we, we will reward you uh, once those things have happened. Um, how that model works when you're requesting funds from community pool and governance is a challenge. I understand that. Um, uh, I'm sure we could do something. Um, what can I, I want to do is make sure that we get you guys back in and working, uh, and that the community's happy with the funding arrangement.
15: Can I? Can I just add something to to what you're saying, Rama? Yeah. So this is one thing that I, to me, occur because I because I know that um, the, Rever- the Reverie folks, you, you guys are definitely going to knock heads together, and if we're asking you to change a proposal again or something, then you got to look, you know what what shakes out from all of this uh dumping of ideas and criticisms and questions and so one thing that that stuck out for me or that that would seem to me that to be a good uh that, a give to the community that would stand out would be a promise of like providing some org building mentorship you know that launches something like an independent community run grants program to handle all the stuff that Maybe OGP hasn't done as much of, like, the education, kind of like what Cleomedes was talking about, Um, maybe dealing with some governance stuff. I guess perhaps things that are less core, just code-based. You know, I I don't think of the Reverie guys as being developers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, You know, and, and they're showing a good... Case for why having minds in in, um, the space that care about project managing, budgeting properly, understanding, you know, the risks and the potential benefits of projects, you know, those skills are really important. And maybe if you were to say, we're going to teach some eager members of the community these business development skills so they can break off and form their own independent community grant program, um, that doesn't rely on us because we've done a skills transfer. I think the community would probably, uh, to use the Yiddish term um at that, that was probably the wrong terminology for this audience, but um, anyway, thanks for hearing me out. I hope I didn't come across as too uh, pointed or angry, but um, I'm glad that, that everybody, uh, from reverie showed up and has been very uh, forthcoming good good, really good points from everybody uh,
9: yeah I, I think I, you I, came I, across I, right, I know I know we're ready to like close it out soon so like based on this call I guess my biggest question would be from the reverie team on the proposal that's that's posted as you know on chain now what what would you change based on what you heard this evening on the current proposal that's on chain to make it to a place where it would be approved? I guess it would be my biggest question. I think that's probably the question that most people in this room, um, would want to know. So what, or, what, or maybe to read it, yeah. maybe to read, well, the read it
5: true is,
9: um, from today's call, uh,
5: do you think that Reverie and yourselves have uh, expressed the operations that you run and the way in which you conduct yourself as Reverie and the support you provide to Osmosis through OGP, do you think that the community is well enough
11: informed to make a decision on the proposal uh, for or against is probably the question I have.
1: I think those are two different questions to be honest. Yeah, I think to be honest, it's a little difficult for me to I, be like. I think you be, guys like, need to talk about this, right? Yeah, it's a little difficult for me to. There's been probably like twenty or thirty suggestions and, yeah. and ideas, and I I, I I can't just be like, yes, I yeah, like, I, totally. I think some of them are great ideas and and really good suggestions, but I just want to be careful of what I say. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, like we like frankly, yeah, I don't know yet. But I, I think to like the proposal itself. If people read the entire Commonwealth thread, we go into detail on some of these things. Like, yeah. So I I think having this call was really helpful. I think for everyone, um, and and I think we it, it gave us a platform to 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 to, sh- to expand our viewpoint a bit more for people to hear from us directly. Um, so I hope, yeah, honestly, I hope more people listen to the recording, um, send it to, to other folks, send it to other community members. But um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to say thank you again
5: for jumping in. Uh, it was very insightful, um, very informative, and I think uh, the way you all have conducted yourself today is uh, been great. It's very reminiscent of what I hear through feedback from other um, validators and developers that I speak to. Always spoke very highly of you. Uh, so I think a call call like today was was great um it'd be good to now sit back and and let you have your
11: opportunity to speak as as reverie um uh, and then continue the the conversation over the next day or two thank you yeah
4: i I totally agree i think this has been um an awesome discussion from everyone involved i think we're probably good to wrap it up now um or at least here soon reverie if you guys would like to obviously think about this there's a million things to digest but maybe even do another one of these spaces maybe a much shorter one just with more precise sort of follow-up on certain things we can do that as early as tomorrow um you can just reach out to uh really most of the people involved here tonight we all chat with each other um other than that, uh, it, I, yeah, and just I, quickly, Timmy, oh, um, I
5: just want to reiterate to the Reverie guys, I know there's probably been 50 suggestions or more today. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, from my perspective, I think the focus should be on primarily the transparency uh, and communication elements of the proposal. Uh, and it'd be nice to see uh, the steps and the plan that Reverie will take to address those The financial side of things, I think that's a conversation that you guys can have internally. And if you think what you've currently presented is fair, present that argument. Uh, If you have an alternate, present that as well. But focus on those larger elements—the transparency and the communication. The little itty-bitty stuff, as I said before, that I think those are you should be able to control those as an entity, uh, and we should put trust in you to do those things.
9: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, My my big thing before we leave. Um, I would love to hear, um, Brian close it out, um, with the, you know, I know you, your proposal said the, and, or, um, I would love for you to make a, you know, the pitch yeah, for I ha- your proposal. I have one more
4: thing on that. Actually, true. I'll, I'll jump yeah. in there on that. Cause okay. that's my one last point. I want to, I'd
9: like a, maybe Derek to jump
1: in quickly. He was probably had a response. Okay, yeah. To- yeah. 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 Follow up to the prior things before we
4: get to that.
2: Totally.
1: Yeah, I mean, Thank on you the trans me. on the transparency and comm side, just because I think it is critical and it is at the core of a lot of these things. Like on the Commonwealth Post, there's a list of five like very very concrete things that we will do in terms of transparency communication, and and yeah, it's just like very specific. And I think if we if we do those things when we do those things, it will go a long way to answering people's questions as uh, about grants in progress, about what we actually work on, about like payment timelines, about everything. And those four things are recurring updates from grantees on Discord, um, hosted on, on regular calls, as well as updates from the lab. We've done that a bit, but we'll be doing it more consistently. Um, monthly transparency reports, we've put out two so far for, for every three months in, in the six months that it's been out Program has been alive going forward. We'll be putting them out every single month and just making sure we cover everything. We'll also be making a live grants dashboard that's on the website. And again, not going to go into too much detail, but you can look at the information on the Commonwealth Post and open to other suggestions if people have them. But I, I think, on the again, a lot of the feedback that I'm hearing today is communication transparency get better and, and, and here's yeah here, here are the concrete things that that we're planning to do but yeah i think overall i think it's been a really productive call um glad people have been able to hear our perspective it's been almost over three hours at this point so i think we you know have talked about multi-sigs and, and dows enough for, for the night to be honest and <laughs> i think yeah i looking forward to doing this again
9: yeah, I I the last love for you guys to engage with um you know Cosmos Spaces or Spark IBC to have like you know maybe like a monthly community um space to talk about you know what's in your pipeline. I think that would be really valuable going forward. Um and I, I am I'm,
11: I'm going to
4: jump in here yeah. to quickly wrap up. So I have a slightly like different note to end on a slight twist. I'm especially after chatting with you guys tonight and seeing all of you pop up here. um, I'm a little bit less worried on the transparency front. I I actually personally, that was not entirely my issue to begin with. Maybe the access to that transparency, how easy it was to an extent. um, it, it, It was more so sort of the expectation for result to payment uh for me and I know some others. So the one note I want to end on to also just leave you guys to think on. We don't want to get into this discussion. We definitely want to wrap it up at this point. Um is I-, I really like what Alpha brings to the table with the outreach. Um and what has honestly been the biggest lacking thing from you guys so far. Uh things like Void and Protocol uh sorry Void and Skip were kind of they're in the cosmos already. They were Luna. Um I, however, ironically enough, am a huge sort of uh, skeptic of crypto. In that, I think there is a ton of grifting, and the vast majority of projects are shit coins. So, for someone kind of like AlphaWorks that purely focuses on outreach and connections, I would actually be sort of hesitant, like taking them on solo. To be honest, nothing against you, Brian. This is just my view on like crypto. So, what I would love is you two, which are separate entities, to at some point work in tandem. This is why I like the idea of maybe a potential temporary pay cut, so to speak, or operation cut for you guys, with that difference going to Brian, so that we can have that sort of uh balancing and checking act of someone who is constantly focusing on outreach and new projects being brought in, but a separate entity that is vetting them and actually doing the due diligence and follow through on that. Um, maybe that's farther down the road because we're in a bear market, but uh, just due to my skepticism on most projects in this space in general, I think the opportunity to have two entities take on this role and the checks and balances that that would bring might be something like crucial to explore in the future. So it's just the seed of an idea I wanted to plant. And also the the thing that has alarmed me most with thinking about the grant program that being said i also know it's only been out for six months uh give or take and so yeah i think we can leave it there i think we've given you guys more than enough stuff to think on um and i want to just seriously thank you guys for uh going through this process it's not fun i hope we made it as amicable as possible um Sonny, really appreciate you coming up here, Rama co-hosting. Um Brian AlphaWorks for joining the discussion as well. We'd love to do follow-up discussions. Just reach out to any of us and uh let us know how you guys would like to proceed tomorrow or something. I think I think that's what I'll probably leave it on.
14: Cool. Absolutely. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you having me up here. This is uh it's amazing to be a part of this. Thanks.
4: This is Web3 Alive and Well. Okay, does anyone, uh, any final points? Reverie guys, seriously, thank you so much. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts or words to leave on. I want to give you a chance.
1: No, I I think at this point, yeah, we've said everything we, we, we wanted to say, and um, I'm sure there will cool. be more questions, so we're happy to to talk through them at another time, but um, yeah, really appreciate everyone listening. I know it was a long one, so yeah, uh, we'll, yeah we'll let everyone go.
4: Classes cool. Out. Well, it was certainly a long one. Thank you, everybody who participated, everybody who listened. Um, every Wednesday at 8, we do these spaces, usually not that in, this in-depth. Um, but feel free to tune in. And uh, everybody have a beautiful night. Uh, we will see you all next time.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmonaut Bootcamp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy from Spark IBC, discussing the Osmosis Grants Program, recorded on Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with more Spark IBC enabled. We blow through the dust Volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed that the game would be tough Keep it hands off when the play is a bust Plain old and just so we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three. Third, I open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused star star-screen jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger, sitting in a little den, envisioning the middle man. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubba bu- bu- billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bu, bu-, bu- billion. Then envision in the middle, men. listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty. Then talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b bu- b bu- 1000000000 bu- Talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b b b spaces <laughs>